0: First off, I gotta say, we showed up yesterday. I could feel the Holy Spirit as I walked in the, in the building. And when I heard that the traffic attendant was this guy, I just said, you know, there's something special going on here. We
1: had a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But a hundred thousand die every year and nothing's being done not enough is being done numbers are going up not down
2: to effectively control an incident are you telling me that in your opinion as attorney general it was objectively necessary to use 20 or 30 swat style agents with long guns and ballistic shields for these people
3: Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, the 3rd of March, and we have quite the show for you today. My favorite clip that we're going to save for the very end. We went down in studio with Mike Adams and his dog, Rody decided to break into per given from Mike, the health ranger buckets. You are not going to want to miss that clip. You have to stay till the end for that. But before that, we do have actual news for you. Merrick Garland was grilled by the Senate, and we have a clip for you from Josh Holly, which is going to, you'll probably stand up and cheer. Well, yeah. I mean, they're going after pro-lifers. They're going after conservative Catholics. This is unprecedented. We have to expose it. We do. And then Trump calling out Victoria Newland. Leah, what's that about? Well, Victoria Newland went down to the Ukraine in 2014 and staged a coup, and now we're in the mess that we're in right now, and your gas prices and inflation are through the roof. So we have that and so much more coming up right after this break. Don't go anywhere. If you're going to, go get some popcorn and come right back. You're back. <laughs> we're back. I do. I do want to just remind everybody one more time: you have to stay to the end of the program because we ha- we went down to the Texas studio with Mike Adams. Yes. And you didn't see that show from last right. That's right. You need to because so Mike good. Adams broke down the di- dioxine molecule that's in the air around East Palestine. Yeah, and surrounding areas because it's guys. Remember, this isn't just an Ohio thing. East Palestine uh, is actually closer to. Uh, Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia—that it is to—and the crowd continued to go east. We've got the Ohio River that flows the wrong direction and hits a whole host of states here in the United States. Over, so it's a big deal. Yeah, forty-five thousand animals are reported to uh, have died. People are still getting sick, and actually, union workers who had to clean up the mess are sick. They're complaining they of complaining. Like, sore throats and dizziness and and just being ill. So yeah. it's, so here's the deal. We don't want to bring you guys fear. We want to bring you answers, and that's what I loved about our show with Mike last week. Is there was kind of a lot of fear, but then he came and said, "Here, here's how we can detox from chlorophyll. this." Chlorophyll. So yeah, I don't think it's it was cho- chlorella. Well, no, but chlorophyll yeah. and chlorella, chlorella and chlorophyll. Chlorophyll co- coming from sprouted greens. Right. Um. You can take just any sort. You can buy uh, sprouting green seeds online. You put them in a quart jar. Sprinkle them with some water. It's simple. I do it with my feed all the time for my animals, and they will sprout. And with those those fresh green sprouts, you've probably seen them. Like it's like a chia pet, right? Ch-ch-chia. So if you had a chia, you could actually eat a chia pet. They're Don't chia eat seeds. the clay pot. No, right? No, bad but you idea. Could seriously, eat the chia seeds. That's sure. really good. Food. Yeah, might be a little creepy. It, you would could you get, get a Donald Trump chia pet and, and then eat, eat it? it every every week. Wow. That was really good. Yeah, I would, I'm not recommending eating Donald Trump. No. Um, maybe the Chia Pet version. On the coast to the sides. Yeah, well, Chia, Chia Pets usually grow look look more, more in an Afro. They do. Trump with an Afro would be great. Yeah. Speaking of comedy, so we've got Woody Harrelson coming out and eating finding it. out just how... How, how it goes when you say things that they, the powers that be, don't necessarily agree with. You think you're cancelable. You're untouchable. You're yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. So he goes on SNL and he does a really funny skit and nobody laughs. And then the left wing media come out <laughs> at him pretty hard. So I've got two clips for you. One from the SNL clip and it's going to roll into another clip um, with who's the guy. What guy? Who's the guy in my next clip? The, the funny guy. I haven't seen the clip yet. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah. Well, anyways, we're going to roll this clip, and he's going to talk about Ivermectin. Oh. 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 oh, God bless oh, you, little thing. Hydroxychloroquine is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's go ahead and roll it and find out what's in it.
4: Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is gonna believe that crazy idea? There's the CDC promoting that we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war. You know? Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to big pharma. But I was getting back to my original point. The last people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. Spoken you know? as the perfect redneck hippie, really. <laughs> if that message doesn't, I mean, qu- the, they're no, all it's, about it's, profit. Exactly. They're all about profit. And both sides and it's know that the profit they've made think they've done a lot of studies about vitamin d and how important it was when the people who had low levels they were much more um vulnerable to covid why not tell people that can't you make money selling vitamin d is it that kind of what's the worst that could happen that's just it man there was only one thing you know ivermectin got made into a you know horse tranquilizer uh, a horse, whatever it is. Which it wor- is, but wor- also wor- used wor- by humans. Uh, it used by millions and millions of humans. Uh, hy- hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous. Um, and there was only one thing that could work, and that's the vaccine, right? And so ultimately, because of that, billions of dollars was made.
3: So you've got headlines. Woody Harrelson shares more COVID conspiracy theories during Saturday Night Live appearance. Who approved this? Woody Harrelson torched for anti-vax SNL monologue. Salon says, SNL Open has something for everyone. Trump riffs, weed jokes, and anti-vax sentiments. Wow. So if you are anti-big pharma, if you are anti- getting us the same drug every 3 months in your arm for infinity You are anti-vaccine now. (laughs) Exactly. But what I love about Woody Harrelson is that he is so kind of a, this, he seems like the bumbling idiot, but frankly, he is a deep thinker. And so that's the problem with uh, uh, the characters that you portray versus (laughs) who you are in real life. Well, he has clearly done his research and thought this through, except for calling ivermectin a horse tranquilizer. It's a horse dewormer, but still other than that, he had all of his facts straight and all of his ducks in a row. And he makes an excellent point. Why would we trust the media and big pharma and um, the government? Yeah. So uh, Joe Rogan had on, um, who's the funny guy from- uh, And that was the, Bill Maher, by the way. That was the name you were the looking Brits for. there. Uh, who's this guy? What's this guy's name again? Oh my gosh. We play him on our show all the time. Russell Brand. Thank you. All right. So Joe Rogan had on Russell Brand. And they went into all this all the time, right? Um, he, they went into how the drug companies do this all the time. So they actually talked about Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Every brought commercial. Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Everything brought by is Pfizer. brought to you by Pfizer. And you're telling me that they're doing this because they're warm, fuzzy, like, philanthropists and want to make the world a better place? And here's the thing. If if Mike Adams were creating something that were was horrible and it was killing people... And this was the only network we could be on. okay? <laughs> could we go after Mike Adams? Absolutely not. You can't do that. I mean, actually, Mike is pretty cool about things. but um, Pfizer, seriously, th- there's a reason why people advertise. They own everyone. okay? It's the advertisement isn't necessarily to get you to buy. Pfizer drugs. It's not like Coca Cola. You don't go to the. You don't go. You to don't the watch store.
5: the commercial and go,
3: man. I really got a craving for that Pfizer shot. <laughs> no, no. What you're, what they're doing is they're buying off the media so that when the media do the stories about Kaboom. all of Pfizer's drugs, mm-hmm. they don't come it's after terrible. Pfizer. Exactly. Okay. So in, in the eighties, Ronald Reagan, who was supposedly a Republican, small government, um, Republican. He signed the uh, the the law. I forget what it's called. Um, it's in. It was 1984 because um, it was the Act of 1984. The, the, the 1984, 1984 act. act that indemnified vaccine companies. Vaccine companies were going bankrupt because they were being sued for injuries. So the the, the United National States- Vaccine Injury Compensation Program is. Um, it was created, that was, that's not what he signed though. No, but that's what had to be created afterwards because they made it so that the vaccine companies were not liable and now the American taxpayer is. It provides that no vaccine manufacturer shall be liable in a civil action for damages arriving from a vaccine related injury or death. Wow. They are admitting that people will be injured. Yep. And will die from vaccines. But the people who are cr- here's the thing, I got to carry home insurance so that if a if a robber slips on ice and breaks their back, then I have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. OK, you have to carry car insurance because if you cause an accident, you have to pay for that. Yes. But that vac- and here's the thing. But the vaccine companies do not have to pay out anything if anyone is ever damaged by their drugs. But the American people do. Where on the planet does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. It absolutely doesn't make any sense. It's like they they got in bed with the government and said, we're going to kill everyone and you will pay for it. And here's the thing. I do believe that if we had had things like the internet back in the 80s, it would have been stopped. Boom. Because... Even back then, there were families who had been injured by vaccines. Right. And there were people who were actually fighting against this, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a voice. Because back then, in the 80s, if you didn't have a newspaper outlet, because and it was a cartel, if you didn't have your local news or magazines, or if you didn't have um, well, all of the mainstream media, okay, yeah. that people would turn... My grandma was addicted to watching Channel 12. Okay, it was ABC. And she would turn that on at 5 o'clock every day. If it didn't happen in the Cincinnati Enquirer, and it didn't happen on the five o'clock news, five o'clock, six o'clock news. It didn't happen. Speaking of happening, I do need to insert for the producers. If we cut out, there is a giant storm that's raging outside of our house right now, and I'm just hoping we don't lose power. So if we do, get ready to go to commercial. And if you guys are watching, stay tuned. Maybe the power would come back on. So we're here right now. I just want to kind of insert that to get ready in case we go somewhere. We have not been raptured away. It's just a storm. Exactly. So, which um, actually if we've been raptured away then we would just be so, not sitting here anymore. right, exactly. You would just see an emptiness. You'd still see the screen. <laughs> so this goes into what I want what we want to kind of show you next, which is there is a battle for your children's heart, mind, and soul. Yeah. They are literally making children question their God-given identity whether you're a boy or a girl. You know, um, I'm going to play a clip here of a doctor who went on Dr. Phil to talk about gender reassignment for children. And at the end of this clip, I want you to look at the um, the the picture I have up. It's a graph of how many adults in Generation Z versus the oldest generation alive today identify as LGBTQIAZ you know alphabet name name me the letter that doesn't even exist in the alphabet okay because there's so many genders now you can you can choose your gender and i would say this there are there are a lot of people and this is some good news who are standing up against it because they're seeing the critical race theory in the books they're seeing the sexualization of children but i'm telling you guys something the curriculum and the, even the talk that is making children question who they are is in every school everywhere. you know. And I just actually saw somebody post on Twitter that his, his child came home and told him about a list that he had to learn of all these different genders and all these different Z's or blah, blah, blah. And the dad's like, oh yeah, just ignore that. They don't know what they're talking about. And I'm like, you're sending your kid there? Children can't ignore that because right. that's not just one lesson. I think that get, is that has permeated the school. Here's the thing. If your child comes home and tells you that they're learning Z-Zer, okay, their entire school experience is toxic and you are literally giving your child cyanide poisoning every time they go to school. And then maybe, maybe they come home one day and say, dad, I stood up. There is a peer pressure mm-hmm. that you can you cannot stand against. If let you me are let eight, me nine, insert something really old. quick before we but get to this. It is child abuse. Here's the deal, guys. To send a child to school a school that teaches that junk. As parents, oftentimes you put on your children your own feelings, emotions, or whatever. I think my kid can handle this because I could handle Ability. it. You're an adult. Your child. You. It is your job as a parent, to protect your child. And if you misjudge the strength of your child and they are harmed by you allowing them to be around something that is harmful for them when they can't handle it, and I'm here to tell you they can't handle it, that is on you. You do not get to blame the school. You don't get to blame anybody but yourself. No one dragged your child off to that public school. You sent them there willingly. This is a good visual. Are you ready? And I mean that in love. You're a big oak tree. Let's say you're two and a half feet wide three feet wide yeah okay as an adult yeah you're an oak tree if somebody comes at you with a pair of clippers Mm -hmm. you're just gonna laugh right because nobody's taking a tree down with a pair of clippers right but your child the younger they are the more delicate their shoots are Mm -hmm. if you start to teach a child at one two and three all it takes is a pair of scissors If you start teaching a child at four, five, and six, all it takes is a pair of of hand If you start teaching a child at uh, eight, nine, and ten, all it takes is a little loppers. So if you're, and you get, as you get into high school, you're still, it just takes a tiny little saw, and you can actually get to where your child will break in high school under the pressure. All right, let's roll this clip. I really
1: take issue with this narrative that children quote-unquote know their true selves or they know their gender identity if they believe that they're transgender or that detransition is purely due to social stigma or due to transphobia. If you actually talk to detransitioners, as I have, you'll hear the reasons as to why they have chosen to detransition, why they have regret about their decisions, in many cases having undergone medicalization. There's so many other issues that these young people are struggling with, whether it is being on the autism spectrum. They have, many of them, if not all I've spoken to, have a history of sexual trauma. They are not comfortable with their sexuality if they are gay. Um, They may have anxiety, depression, and in some cases, as in Ryan's case, you know, if it's a young woman who reaches puberty, is not comfortable in her body, she thinks that because she doesn't like being sexualized by society, that means
6: that she's actually a man or she's she's so-called non-binary, even though there are only two genders. So, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at that chart,
3: okay? But as of 2022... 20% 20% of the youngest adult generation, there you go, thank you, identifies as something other than straight male or female. Wow. And 1.7 of the older generations to, it's like, it's, the average that I always heard, it was 3%. Mm-hmm. 3%. But they're, they're going more after the Generation uh, Z and the Millennials. But this Generation Z, you have never seen anything like this. You've never, ever seen anything like this. I have people who, who I have friends who have children in the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and two thirds of the girls especially, identify as something other than- And you're seeing it, I've been seeing it in the grocery store. I'm a girl attracted to boys. I don't really go very many other public places except for the grocery store. And I'm seeing these parents that walk into the grocery store with these children that are not okay. And I'll just just leave Mm -hmm. it at that, they're not okay. And it's because, and the parents look totally normal and you look at the parents and you go, how on earth can this be happening to a completely normal looking parent and their child and, it's, and and so it's not a reflection of the parent. So I want to encourage you guys that our parents, if your children are going through this, 100%, it's the public school system and even private, some private schools as well. It's not you. However, it still is your fault because you continue to send them there. Right. It right? Used to be there I are ways a, around this. When I was a kid, it was like emo and kids were like cutting themselves. And we knew that those kids were mentally off. Right. And it and they now, had issues. Now the mental instability is expressing itself in gender identity. And the last thing I'm going to say on this before we move on to the next topic for tonight's show is I have a real issue with the term gender reassignment. That sounds like something sci-fi futuristic out of a movie where society is completely controlled and you get your gender assignment. These children are not yeah. choosing their genders. They are actually being reassigned something yeah. that is a, a morphed idea that is a uh, pedophile, yeah. pe- pe- like it's, 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 it's like a, it's molestation. It's these people are monsters when they want to mutilate the bodies of children. So gender reassignment, just think about that statement for a second. That's not a loving, fluffy, feel good statement. That is a very cold scissor hospital, you know, like operating room type statement. You get your gender reassignment. I mean, it's just So let me tell you in the midst of the bad news, this is how you get this done. Matt Walsh, for all of his faults, he pushed through and he helped push through something in Tennessee it's a big deal. that every every state needs to do. So just yesterday, good news, good news. Tennessee has banned same sex or sex change procedures on minors. OK, there's a bill to ban sex change procedures on minors in Tennessee has, pa- has passed and the governor signed it yesterday. Wow. Um, it was signed by Bill Lee. And it bans procedures such as mastectomies on girls who who come to believe they are boys and make it illegal to give children cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers. The The bill passed the Republican-controlled body by a vote of 77 to 16. These treatments and procedures have a lifetime of negative consequences that are irreversible. You know, you can't get a tattoo uh, until you're 18 without parental permission, and you actually have have to have parental permission just to get an ear piercing. Yeah. Okay. That was from the House Majority Leader William Lambert. Thank you, Jesus. The bill was introduced by Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson and uh, Lambert there. Uh, We should not allow permanent, life-altering decisions that hurt children. With a partnership of the General Assembly, this practice will should end in Tennessee, and it has. And uh, this this happened after the Daily Wire host Matt Walsh revealed that Vanderbilt University uh, Medical Center had performed double mastectomies on minors. Unbelievable! And in these undercover videos, they were talking about how these sex change procedures could provide A steady stream of income forever to these medical centers because people have to come back for more and more things. You're going to be a forever patient at this point when they mutilate your body like that. So um, let's be clear these treatments and surgeries are cosmetic. Mm. No procedure or drug can change a human being's sex, the structure of their chromosomes, or their DNA. It is surgical mutilation for the purpose of altering the appearance of a child, and it qualifies as nothing less than abuse. Wow, that is so powerful. So you know we've had these parents and and we've had people like Matt Walsh going before school boards and presenting how evil this kind of teaching in our public schools is and and all of these other things. Now Merrick Garland has issued kind of this uh, a statement. Allowing those types of parents to be treated as domestic terrorists. There's this man and his entire department are a complete puppet of the new world order. You don't want to deep state globalist, all of them. And he was grilled by the Senate and Josh Hawley. Now, we when we come back on the other side of this break, we are going to play this clip for you that is going to blow your mind. Josh Hawley really puts Merrick Garland in his place. Yeah, and um, also gonna, before we get to there, a mother of a raped and sex trafficked teen detailed this Monday how a, the school kept her child's gender identity a oh secret and a court then withheld custody from her for months. We have to fight against these things by exposing them. And and the best disinfectant is sunlight. So you guys, I know sometimes it gets to be a bit heavy, uh, but I we want you to, to know that it. the heaviness is actually resulting in Action. some good legislation like we saw in Tennessee. All right. We'll be right back right after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Like I said, unless you're going to go get some popcorn. All right, so this mother that I was talking about, this is in Virginia. Her name is Michelle, and she offered some testimony during a period of public comments as the Virginia legislature considers Sage's Law. This would be a bill which would require school officials to notify parents if a student is identifying with a gender inconsistent with his or her biological sex. The bill also clarifies that the definition of child abuse does not include so-called misgendering. Uh, the bill is named after Michelle's adopted daughter, Sage, who was br- brutally sex trafficked and gang raped after school officials. And then the state intervened after accusing her parents of abuse for misgendering Sage. So hopefully this passes because we cannot have state saying it's child abuse to tell your child that they are the, the sex that they were born in. Okay. Uh, They kept Sage, who claimed to identify as a boy at the time, in a a male's children's home for over two months where she was repeatedly assaulted and given drugs. Michelle, who is and, and this is this is this is the danger, right? Oh, my gosh. This child's in danger. From a parent, a loving parent, who is called... And here's the thing. The parent allowed her to dress as a boy, but she was not going to say you're a boy. Yeah. And so the state pulled her from that, saying that that's abusive, and put her in a home with boys that raped her for two months and gave her drugs. This is the insanity. So Sage suffered from depression and anxiety when the COVID pandemic hit, um, and concerns which her teachers share with Michelle uh, the, the mom, the transparency ended in August of 2021 when Sage started high school. She started a public high school and she told me that all the girls there were, e- all the girls were either bi, trans, lesbian, or emo, and she wanted to wear b- boy clothes and be emo because I saw it as just a phase. It was fine with me. But at school, she told them something different. She was now a boy named Draco. Okay, so these are, the, the, obviously she's making things up from Harry Potter. She's in a a, 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 a fiction.
2: Your answer, frankly, surprises me. Let's talk about the Mark Haupt case, where a Catholic pro-life demonstrator, father, was accused of disorderly conduct in front of an abortion center. The local prosecutor, the Philadelphia district attorney, who is a Democrat, a liberal, very progressive, declined to prosecute. There was a private suit that got dismissed. And then after all of that... Your Justice Department sent between 20 and 30 armed agents in the early morning hours to the Hauk's private residence to arrest this guy after he had offered to turn himself in. Let's take a look at the hardened criminals that your Justice Department sent these armed agents to go terrorize on that morning. Here they are. Here they are at mass. Here's the seven children with Mr. Hauk and his wife in this early morning, they were all at home. Mrs. Houck has said repeatedly, the children were screaming, they feared for their lives. You've got these agents demanding that he come out. They've got the gun, she said, pointing at the house and at them. He has offered to turn himself in. And this is who you go. Are you telling me that in your opinion as Attorney General, it was objectively necessary to use 20 or 30 SWAT-style agents with long guns and ballistic shields for these people?
5: What I'm saying is that decisions about how to go about this were made on the ground by FBI agents.
2: So you're saying you don't know? I'm,
5: I'm saying what I just said.
2: Which is that you're abdicating responsibility?
5: I'm not abdicating responsibility. Then give
2: me the answer. Is Do you think, in your opinion, you are the Attorney General of the United States, You are in charge of the Justice Department, and yes, sir, you are responsible, so give me an answer.
5: The FBI does not agree with your
2: description. I'm not asking about the FBI. You are the Attorney General. Give me your answer. Do you think that it was objectively reasonable, and they followed your guidelines in sending 20 to 30 armed agents to terrorize these people? Yes or no?
5: The facts I have, which are those presented by the FBI, are not consistent with your description.
2: So you think it was reasonable?
5: I'm saying the facts are not as you describe.
2: What, that the children weren't there? That there, wasn't, that there weren't long guns there? The that facts. there weren't agents? What wasn't? What, what? do you dispute? What's the factual premise you dispute? FBI Be specific.
5: said they don't agree with your description of... Be specific. Um, they don't agree with what? They don't agree. Do you know That's the jury
2: in this case acquitted Mr. Hauk? I'm sure you're aware. Do you know how long it took him?
5: I, I am aware, and we respect the decision of the jury. Do you know
2: how long it took him? I don't know. One hour. One hour. Philadelphia district attorney declines to prosecute the private suits dismissed you use an unbelievable show of force with guns that I just note liberals usually decry We're supposed to hate long long guns and assault style weapons You're happy to deploy them against Catholics and innocent children happy to and then you haul them into court and a jury acquits him in one hour I Just suggest to you that that is a disgraceful performance by your Justice Department and a disgraceful use of resources. I notice a pattern, though. The FBI field office in Richmond on the 23rd of January of this year issued a memorandum in which they advocated for, and I quote, the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development against traditionalist Catholics, it's their their language, including those who favor the Latin Mass Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? Well, the
5: Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion. I saw the document you have. What did you do about appalling. it? It's appalling. I'm in complete agreement with you. I understand that the FBI has withdrawn it, and it's now looking into how this could ever have
2: happened. How did it happen?
5: That's what they're looking into. But I'm totally in agreement with you. That document is
2: appalling. I'll tell you how it happened. The this memoranda, which is supposed to be intelligent, cites extensively the Southern Poverty Law Center, which goes on to identify all of these different Catholics as being part of hate groups. Is, is this how the FBI, under your direction and leadership, is, is this how they do their intelligence work? They look they look at left wing advocacy groups to target. Catholics? Is this what's going on? I mean, clearly it is. How is this happening? You you don't know the specifics of anything, it seems, but apparently on your watch, this Justice Department is targeting Catholics, targeting people of faith specifically for their faith views. And Mr. Attorney General, I'll just say to you, it's a disgrace. Wow, So
3: so powerful. Clearly we did lose power. I'm so glad I said something and prepared everyone. It came back on. So thank you to the producers. We we're hot on the button to play that Josh Holly clip that we had already set up. So you kind of knew what was coming. I love that man, Josh Holly. I mean, pulling no punches and Merrick Garland just squirming in his seat, not actually answering any of the questions. I mean, yeah. So there was so much to this. All right. So again, Michelle was talking about the FBI memo from the DOJ going after parents, designating them as terrorists who are going to school boards against uh, the Designating Catholics as domestic terrorists. Exactly, so these traditional Catholics are those uh, kind of mega Catholics, okay? The, and it's very interesting because a lot of them see the current Pope as the, the anti-Pope, and they're very, very um, uh, outspoken on politics. Right. And so it's very interesting. In this memo, it was, watch out for those who pray the rosary. Josh Holly asked a question, how many informants do you have inside of churches? Like spies! Merrick Garland says, oh, we don't do that. I don't think we have any of those. Well, the memo, the FBI memo says that they do. And this goes exactly uh, to January 6th. Come on. Where we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was pushed by the FBI to create a false flag, which is not that something didn't happen. It's that it was pushed to happen. right? Okay. The CIA goes into other countries all the time, riles people up Mm -hmm. who have certain uh, feelings about things and says, don't you want to go blow up a building? Don't you want to go do this? Don't you want to go do this? Right. We've got Ray Epps. We got to go into the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol. And everybody's like, no, 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 man. What do you mean into the Capitol? What happened when we make these certain statements on social media and we could go to jail if we lived in the UK for inciting someone to violence? And these people quite literally come from the FBI, infiltrate certain groups, incite to violence, and they get off scot-free. So later on, he's asked, why did you arrest 34 in, like basically innocent pro-lifers and- several over I guess over a hundred incidences against pro-life facilities and only two arrests well he said that's because these pro-lifers they film themselves in the daylight and these other people like they are in the dark and Ted Cruz grilled him and he's like Merrick Garland's like well do you have any information on who's doing that because we can't find them but we could find these guys here's the thing they took 20 to 30 armed armed federal agents to a guy who sat outside of an abor- abortion clinic. Unbelievable. Okay. When it came to the, to, to the riots after when Trump was president and things were burned down, you know, Kamala Harris uh, helped with a bail fund for these people. Mm-hmm. This guy sat and prayed outside of an abortion clinic and they took, Oh, you know what? He, he's Merrick Garland kept saying, well, um the FBI and those field agents they have to make a decision on like how dangerous it could be. Let me tell y'all something. They really felt like this Catholic guy who prays no, but is Leah, dangerous actually and I say this on our show all the time. He is the 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 authority that we have in Ooh. the power of Jesus Christ is so dangerous that yeah. they have to bring 20 armed officers to combat the feeling that they get when you use the weapons of your warfare that are not oh, carnal. So good. That is how dangerous your prayer is. That's how dangerous it is when you take a stance in front of an abortion clinic. You don't even have to do anything. And it is a force so offensive to these people that they have no other recourse than man weapons. That's so true. They're afraid. You don't even know how much power they you have. They got angels. We got to bring all the weapons we got. They got angels. And it's not enough. And it's not absolutely enough. not and enough. And guess what? The Halks and everybody else were acquitted in an hour. That's unprecedented. It is. The whole jury knew this was a setup from the very beginning. Speaking of a setup, Leah, let's talk about Victoria Newland. All right. So this is a clip talking about how Ukraine and what we're battling right now is a setup. And let's go and roll this clip.
7: Trump's instinctual resistance to what the deep state wants. And he actually said it this week. He gave a um, a two-minute televised statement that was all over Twitter, where he basically made the argument that, listen, the reason why we're in this war is because the military-industrial complex and the foreign policy establishment, they basically courted this conflict. And they are working at odds with the interests of the American people. It's actually a fairly radical critique. I don't think a major presidential candidate has run against the military-industrial complex the way that he is now positioning himself. And let me tell you this, you know, I've said it before, he's not my preferred candidate. The, the crazy thing yeah. is it sounded a lot like what we'll be talking on this podcast, which is he talked about all these generals that retire Victoria from-
8: Victoria Newland. He, he called mentioned out Victoria, Victoria Newland by name. By name, by name. He. He, he really did. Wait, put explain her on to blast. the audience this because I didn't okay. see this
9: because I'm, I'm on a different time zone and it, it must okay. have broken when I was uh, asleep or sleeping. Well,
7: it's a two minute video in which he, I, like I said, he attacked the military industrial complex and the foreign policy establishment for creating this yep. war. And he mentioned Victoria yep. Newland by name. Let me tell you something Newland is going to be. It's going to be a very popular message, when yes, he put out. Yes, it, it is very popular. Newland is the Fauci of this situation, okay? The same way that mm-hmm. Fauci <laughs> was supposed to be protecting us Ooh. from viruses. <laughs> and then in a of function research Victoria oh, geez, now we was, got a label let me tell she you just COVID nineteen
0: misinformation
7: Victoria Newland was supposed to be our chief diplomat with respect to Russia and Eastern Europe and what did she do instead she ginned up this conflict how ginned up. <laughs> we backed an insurrection in Ukraine in 2014. Jason if you didn't like the insurrection of January 6th let me tell you you aren't going to like the insurrection that she staged in Ukraine Because they brought in these Ukrainian far-right nationalists as the muscle. She was the State Department official who was responsible for backing this insurrection of a democratically elected leader in Ukraine in 2014 named Yanukovych. Okay, Yanukovych was trying to was doing a, a balancing act between Ukrainian nationalists and Russia. And it was a very delicate balancing act. And we basically toppled him. And ever since then, the relations with the Russians over Ukraine have been headed south. If you're wondering why Putin seized Crimea, it was in direct retaliation for the coup that we backed in Ukraine in 2014. This is the origin of the conflict. And, you know, if you want to understand where this comes from, you have to go back to this. And the fact that Trump's willing to talk about it is pretty incredible.
3: Wow. So essentially, it was all by design and Trump's calling it out. Yeah, but here's the thing. I gotta love Trump, but at the same time, he seems to play a lot of backward, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, that's true. Okay? So he calls out people after they've been awful, and he's really good. He had a whole show called The Apprentice where he'd see how you acted, and then he would fire you, and then he'd get down to one person. You're fired. Okay? And so uh, Trump needs to find a better way to vet the people that are on board, case in point, with Chow, I don't know her first, I forget her first name, Mitch McConnell's wife, mm-hmm. who was like transportation secretary or something. Well, her whole father is tied to the her CCP. Her whole father? Her whole family, including her father, are all tied to the CCP. Right. Well, he's calling her out now. Well, but he you, put her in the cabinet. So Trump, you need to be calling yourself out there. The right. Part. Exactly. Okay. Now, speaking of crazy presidents, and don't get, don't get me wrong, I love Trump, even though he's got some stuff we're going to break on the second half of our show um, coming up that, you know, I don't know. But he is my president. I voted for him, and I do love him for many reasons. There's other reasons why I don't. But speaking of presidents that are a little quirky, Biden. Mm-hmm. Biden, well, oh, yeah, he had a couple flubs this week. Number one, he laughed when talking about fentanyl victims,
10: Oh and yeah. then he gives
3: this really creepy... Uh, rendition of a nurse in the hospital who like whispered in his ear go ahead and play this
0: and I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson military she'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school she'd whisper in my ear I didn't, couldn't understand him. she'd whisper she'd lean down she'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, there was a connection a human connection she even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't knew the one I had the one not comfortable but I'm not joking. I fentanyl that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> no, I, no.
3: <laughs> he laughed. You know, honestly, it <laughs> <the first part laughs> wasn't the my fault that they died. The story of the nurse thing, though, um, was... Yeah, a little bit creepy, but I think he was being honest. I think what he meant was she was she was trying to give care in a caring way. I don't think it was like the way that they all took it when they laughed. I just think that he's so out of it. It's like an old person. Like she brought me a pillow. Like no, this is- she breathed on me. She whispered in my ear. He turns everything into, into sexual. He's sick. I honestly didn't feel that from from that. I clip. got the sickness. I didn't. I think they were, I don't. I didn't get you that. I got the old the man. I got the old man feel she from breathed that. breathed on me. Right. She brought me a she pillow. She brought me my pillow what about all the other how many pills you got how many patients you got she was treating you special son for some reason I think you making it up and she's I, probably treating you special because she knew who you were not because she's a good nurse no I think I think he like he gets all the girls to do things for him yeah exactly but sicko. but he's been in political office they all he knew sniffs who he He was. everybody and then she's breathing on him I think it was creepy it, no I'm not saying it wasn't creepy I'm just saying like I just feel I just felt like it was more old man-ish all right, well, he's a dirty old man-ish. He is a dirty old man. You know what else is dirty? The Brideon studio down in Texas. It's got lentils all over we the We were floor. trying to do an ad for the Ranger Buckets. We were down there, and I saw them on the shelves, and I was like, hey, let's do the ad for all these really cool things that you can get the Brideon store, like the iodine tabs and the Ranger Buckets, all these cool things, and Mike goes over, and then Rody, the dog goes over, and then... Wait till the end of this. You guys are... Listen, you're not going to believe what happens. You will be shocked. Okay, Let's watch what happens when Rhody gets a hold of the Ranger bucket lentils. Hey guys, so we are behind the scenes in the studio, the bridey-on studio, and look what we've got. We've got the Ranger, we got the buckets. These are the new buckets. So
11: yeah, these I just, are the- Mega buckets. These are the yeah. Maya
3: buckets we have been telling people to get. So the black-eyed peas, the quinoa, the amaranth, the red lentils, the pinto beans, the pearl barley. Well, what's so cool about these? We were telling our viewers not only are these great for food and for food storage, but you can plant these. So like well, a lot of these you can. So like
9: amaranth and, and not people. the pearl. Hang on, garlic. he's
3: going to open the bucket.
7: Oh my yeah, gosh! i gotta, opening I got to show you kind of how these are are packaged.
3: Holy cow! It's like intense. These is, are rodent proof. I heard these, that these they're people rodent, proof. These, oh, if Mike can't get in, no one can. There we go. Now oh,
11: inside, wow. they're individual. No packable, way! Oh, that's crazy. These bricks. These are so, heavy. Yeah, they're very dense, and and all the air is evacuated, and then they're nitrogen packed, and then they're pressed into the shape. And this is a very
0: thick uh, container here. So no kidding. Right, that's it's a not thick. Not that's thick.
9: Thing.
3: No. So,
0: what happens is that then you open one, but the others are still airtight. That's two. amazing. Yeah.
3: So you've that's got two Doc different... F- p- hey, 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 Doc, come up. back and say hi to the, our say advertisement. Hi. Say hi. We're going to get Doc on our show, too. America. Right. And Mike has these Ranger buckets, and sometimes they're out of stock. Yeah. That's a yeah. And people wait yeah. for them to go in stock. And you've got two different sizes. What's the difference between yeah. two different sizes? Three three. 6. Well, no, 65. these two
11: go together in one set.
2: Uh,
3: this is the whole set? Yeah, the, this these the two are
11: one set. <laughs> I know this, that I roll down the road everywhere I go, from, from the east <laughs> to west coast. Those buckets are in my truck. Because, should I have to that's break awesome. down, it's a preparedness There's thing, things. and those are light, they're easily transported. I don't have to worry about the shelf life, and I can constitute them really quick and eat them. I have, I've tested them, they're awesome, by the way. Hey, this is moth proof, I love it through the lid, and they're not getting through these bags that we have. Ha, they're
3: not getting through those bags,
11: these bricks. No, yeah, moth? moths are not bags.
7: getting through these. No, this is super thick. And it's it's, it's, yes. it's see, this is not your <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: It's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I got a new toy. All right. So you don't wanna to have to clean that up. <laughs> they oh for storage, but they're
7: going to make a great dog play. An expensive
3: dog The dog will be. Good. Oh, so, um,
7: it's no longer airtight. <laughs> go check out
3: the Brian's <laughs> store.
0: People
8: be talking about that. <laughs> oh, dear God. No!
0: No! Okay, okay. It's not
6: brother Baller. Oh, my gosh. She's going to play. No! No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, we caught it. On
3: At
4: least I got it on camera. Yeah, I I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) So, we
3: promo
5: coached
3: and we're going to edit because they're good. Okay, and
5: we're going to clean this (laughs) up. I'm telling
3: you guys, I've edited this video down to that, and I still, when I was editing it, I went. (gasps) Like that yeah. while I was watching it. I there, than in heaven. And they're all over the studio. Mike says they're still all over the studio, but you guys can support the on store and support the cleanup down at the uh, studio there in Texas for the lentils all over the floor. Go to brideyonstore.com and use promo code chicks. But the buckets are amazing. They they're are. They're rodent proof. And I was actually really excited to see them. So I love that Mike uh, has a good and thing. And you know what he on. said? He was like, listen, these are expensive, but for, it's for the long term storage aspect. If you need regular, beans, just go to the store and get them. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week right here on TV, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Headline News. And you can also join us on our after show on resistancechicks.com at 7 o'clock. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. God bless. Take care. Hey guys, welcome back to Headline News with the Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's March 3rd, 2023. We just finished our regular weekly Brideon show on Brideon.tv. And that was on fire. I mean, we were going kind of deep into this nefariousness behind what I was talking about and highlighting in gender reassignment. It makes me so angry because it sounds so just futuristic, so cold. You get your new gender reassignment. like I mean, there's nothing loving about this at all. Yeah. And so we um, played a doctor, went on Dr. Phil to talk about gender reassignment for children. And we did have some good news because Tennessee just yesterday passed a bill banning yeah, um, the use of hormones, cross-sex hormones, and-, uh, and chopping sorry, off body parts. For children. Now, the Mississippi governor, not to be, um, you know, put, put aside, Mississippi governor Tate Reeves, you didn't even know who he is, now you do. Signed legislation that prohibits medical professionals or anyone else from providing gender transition procedures to anyone under the age of 18. The ban includes both surgeries and hormone replacements. At the end of the day, there are two positions here, Reeves said in a statement after signing the legislation. One tells children that they're beautiful the way they are, that they can find happiness in their own bodies. The other tells them that they should take drugs and cut themselves up. With expensive surgeries, in order to find freedom from depression you know in Canada, Justin Trudeau has allotted75,000 dollars for anybody in government to change their, their oh gender gosh. versus surgery via surgery. I wonder if that includes the triple the, the X uh, prosthetics, you know that the one teacher has in Canada Yeah, who turned out, by the way, I think I read that this morning that he's probably he, not even trans at all, and he just wears them and he doesn't wear he only wears them to school and he doesn't wear them at home. Right. Uh, he said, the, the, the governor of Mississippi says, I know which sign I'm on. No child in Mississippi will have these drugs or surgeries pushed on them. The law shuts the door. Uh, the American, the Mississippi uh, Civil Liberties Union released a, st- a statement, obviously saying, the law shuts the door on best practice medical care, blah, 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 blah. The legislation bans any surgery that is designed to alter or remove a healthy physical or or anatomical characteristic or feature of a person's body to make that feature or characteristic resemble the opposite sex. And then at 18, chop off your nose, chop Mm. off your ear, if you can find a doctor to do it, which if they did, that should be medical malpractice and do no harm. Yeah. In addition to banning surgery on reproductive organs, the law prohibits facial surgeries, voice surgeries, hair reconstruction, or any other aesthetic procedure designed to make a child appear as though He or she is the opposite sex. The prescription of puberty blocking drugs, which are designed to halt testosterone secretion in boys and halt the production of estrogen and progesterone in girls are also banned when prescribed to assist with gender transition. The law also bans cross-sex hormone therapy for children, a treatment that increases testosterone in girls and estrogen in boys to levels larger than what would naturally occur uh, in children. Children born with a medically verifiable sex development disorder are exempt from the law. This includes children whose sex characteristics are irresolvably ambiguous at birth. The intersex people. That's not very many people, by the way. And it, it and it includes exceptions for children who are not born with a normal sex chromosome structure. Under the law, any medical professional who violates the law or assists another person to violate the law will have his or her medical license revoked. Come on. Any patient who receives drugs or surgeries as a minor in violation of the law can file a lawsuit against the medical professionals up to 30 years Mm. after the doctor began the illegal services. Jay Richards, the director of the Heritage Foundation Center for Life, Religion, and Family, told uh, Catholic News Agency that there are no longer-term studies showing that these procedures actually benefit kids and plenty evidence that they don't. Mississippi was the state that helped bring down Roe v. Wade with the U.S. Supreme Court's jobs decision- And the state is once again leading the way with its law to restrict the ghoulish practice of gender transition drugs and surgery on minors. Other states should follow Mississippi's lead. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you guys all seen the picture where a huge chunk of arm is taken away from um, a girl to create a false male genitalia? It's false. It's not real. It's make-believe. Okay. Okay. And I'm grateful that there are states that are standing up for what is right. We, we discussed Tennessee in the last hour of our show. They signed a very similar law into practice. And I, um, in addition to gender reassignment surgery, there's something else that's close to my heart, and that is school choice. Yeah. Now, I don't believe that we should be funding public schools at all. I think that this is it's a parent's responsibility to feed your children. We don't have federal feeding programs except for people who are, who are poor. Right. It's a parent's responsibility to house a child yeah. except for we have programs for people who are poor. And both of those that you just mentioned should actually be covered by charitable organizations. Right. But when it comes to education it seems like it's a different story like somehow it is the community's responsibility it's not so much it's the responsibility but they understand but it's the community's opportunity to take your child's mind and go pow, 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 pow here's the thing if you have a child your responsibility is the whole child
10: exactly whether
3: it's sports or food right or or clothing or shelter okay you are responsible you are responsible for taking care of your your child period bar- that's it Okay. story. Well, don't we want the best for our kids? Okay. Sure. And why does it take... Why... Here's the thing. If you want to have... I will grant you that some people are poor and they need help. But that's what we're talking about. This is the only federal program for people who don't need it. There you go. Okay. Now, if we're going to have you steal from me Mm. thousands of dollars every year Mm
9: -hmm.
3: to indoctrinate children, Mm -mm. at least give those children a fighting chance (coughs) to get out of the system. It's called the backpack bill. It's in many states. It's hard that they're developing in the state legislatures, which the money would follow the children instead of following the school. And then parents could put their children in private schools and some even homeschool. Not actually advocating that this is the best practice, but it will show the weakness of the public school model. So Arkansas, under um, Governor Sarah Huckabee, who ran on giving kids, she said that, um, I don't know how the percentage, but a good percentage of children in Arkansas by third grade can't even read. Well, you're failing. You're failing, you're failing, you're failing. You should not put money at things that are failing, okay? So Arkansas, the House just passed a bill to fund students' instead of systems. The vote was 76 to 19. Uh, It's already passed the Senate. So the Arkansas families will have school choice. It's called the Educational Freedom Account uh, Program. Arkansas is the third state to pass universal school choice uh this year. And it's only March. School choice uh, revolution has ignited. Let me, let me play devil's advocate here for a moment so you guys can understand where the other side is coming from on this. They say that what school choice does is steals money from the public school system so that the children that are poor or have parents that don't care about their education, they're not, they're not looking at their child's education and and actively wanting to make it better, that those children will suffer because the funds will not go to those public schools. Thus, they will not get as good of an education as the other children whose parents actually care and try to put their child in a place where they will get the best education. So they're saying that we just don't care about poor people or we don't care about poor students. When in fact they don't care about those students. They don't care about that education. If if you understood that it's not the more money that gets thrown at these schools that makes right. for good education, then everything changes. You can throw a lot of money at a school and the education can still be really, really poor. I would say that the let the regardless, the 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 less students that you have in a school, regardless of how much money is in that school, the better off the school is going to be able to be equipped to be to educate those children because they will get a more one-on-one, you know, kind of education. Now what that school will not be getting is the big funds for new stadiums and new gymnasiums and swimming pools and all of that. They act like when you don't give them all of this funding, it gets cut straight from those teachers. You are cutting that teacher's salary. You're making it so there's less teachers. Do you have any idea how much excess money is sent to public school systems for all sorts of things that have nothing to do whatsoever with education? Mm -hmm. If you actually took the money that was given to public schools and made it only go towards teachers and education, these schools would be like through the roof with how, how amazing these kids would be being educated. However... They don't really want your inner city kids educated. They right. want them to be ignorant. They want them to grow up stupid. Regardless of color, they just want all of your children to grow up stupid. Yeah. They want your kids to have a bad education. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't like the backpack bill. It's not because they don't they don't they want the public school to be educating the the lower income, you know, families better. It's because they just don't want your children. It's, it's, it's Marxist. It's communist. We've known from the beginning. What do they do? They kill off all of the thinkers, all of those that are educated. Mm-hmm. So in this communist takeover, that would be, they would rather not have to kill off your kids later. Yeah. Could you bring just up a, a couple um, a couple tweets? First of all, I would like for you to see um, Governor Abbott, and I just retweeted this, Texas, they're trying to Texas, trying to get Texas on board. There's five states total, I guess, three this year. They joined Iowa and Utah last year. Uh, and uh, Texas is trying to get on board. But, you know, there's just a lot of people who are on the the uh, school. Uh, what do what you would call the the take on this on the teachers union, even in the Republican Party? I mean, they're they're in on it for like they're in on it for money. Republicans are, in, are getting donations from teacher unions. One
2: thing that I both campaigned on, but am, am now running a separate campaign, and that is to achieve the most consequential policy victory this session, and that is to empower every parent with the right to choose the school and education option that is best for their child.
11: one thing that okay I,
3: most... I think i got one more I don't know if it's the lieutenant governor's up there too like already up just in my on my feed Oh, scroll up no I want you to see uh, these are some of the parents talking about school choice. Too often with the families that we work with, they feel like they don't have a voice and they don't have a choice for their kids.
12: We take phone calls every day from desperate parents. My son is
6: on the autism spectrum. As a parent, I think that's our biggest fear is that I'm not going to be here one day. Is he going to be okay without me?
13: I know firsthand that there are lots of other students uh, that are on our waiting list at her school. Because they're, they're not able to be funded.
6: I come from a family of 12,
7: and when we first went public school, me and my younger brother, we were still kind of slipping through the cracks. School choice is about giving every child the opportunity to be successful.
0: Homeschooling curriculum can be extremely expensive.
13: My son has benefited from the Step Up for Student Scholarship. Now I'm
8: not just speaking for myself, I'm speaking for my peers. Whether they're on the spectrum, whether they have other learning disabilities, whether they're just perfectly normal.
7: It could be some classes at our school, some classes at the public school, some classes at a tutor. If that's the best form for that child to learn, well bring
0: it on. What
12: school choice will give is the chance for each individual child to have the attention that
0: they need. The scholarship for unique abilities also applied to homeschoolers and so we've been able to buy specialized curriculum that really meets his needs.
13: I love to see our children being taken
6: care of. It's gonna be amazing when the kids that are on the wait list come off the wait list.
12: It, it means a lot to see a state get behind those parents and say, we're here for you.
3: Now, again, I do believe it's a, this is a form of socialism. The state does not need to be behind educating your children. People just need to... Education is really simple. Let me just break this down for you. Break it down, Leah. We knew a wonderful teacher. Her name was Louise. Yeah. And One room she died house. at 101, and she ran a one-room schoolhouse. It was K through... Eighth, I think. Yeah, I think so. And every morning she would go and get coal from up on the hill Mm -hmm. and they got water from a well and she'd start the fire. Yep. And I guarantee you every family pitched in to, to help build that house, build the school and then fund the teacher. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. You had some books. It's simple. We have made education so complicated and, and we're coming out dumber. Okay, That's true. we are we are not well-educated at all. I think about my own, the way I, um, my own vocabulary. I went to public school and I was homeschooled. I think I would have done a lot better had I been homeschooled my entire life. But we are failing children on a massive scale. And it's not even just failing kids. Okay, we're putting them in these um, toxic vats and they're coming out messed up. And I think parents... Now that your parents you're like well my education wasn't so bad or my school experience wasn't so bad. Right. Well this is a this is the um this is a pot of, of boiling water that you put the frog in but it's not but it started out lukewarm so it didn't jump out. Okay? The devil has had a plan to rape our minds and he started with getting a hold of the education system and just pulling a little piece of god out. Okay? And then putting evolution in. So we're just going to do a, the devil has a long game. Because he just wants to harm God's children. Yeah. So the Devil's Long Game in 1960 took a stride forward by taking even prayer out of schools. But before they took prayer out of schools, they took God out of the curriculum in the uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Well, the very design of the way schools function right now, going back to the Prussian model, is not the way that it, education was was designed. This design... But it's not the way it's designed by God, or even in, in the foundation of You don't need to sit in nation. a room for eight hours a day. Exactly. Okay, I could get my homeschool done. My homeschool work done in three hours. Education, public school system is a is a babysitter. So parents can two parents can work. That's it. Bar not, I can tell you this: you send your kid to public school because you need a babysitter. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. You're like, I hear all of you say, I can't homeschool because I work. Right. So what you're saying is, I need a babysitter and it might as, you might as well have the kids do a little something. It's all busy, mostly busy work. I was shocked at when I was homeschooled in high school how quickly I could get basic things done, okay? And John Adams, the way he educated his young son, son who went over into Russia as a secretary for a political guy at 12 years old, he had him read several different books and then write to his dad what he learned from those books. We call those book reports. There was no reports. multiple choice. And it's not even a book report. I need to know that you learned this. Yeah. Tell me what you learned. It's not multiple choice. It's not true, false. Okay. That's throwing darts at the dartboard. And it's, it's not an education, it's memorization. And then it goes in one ear and out the other. You don't actually know how to do anything. Do you leave knowing how to change a tire? Do you leave knowing how to balance a checkbook? Do you leave know how, knowing how to plant some seeds? Do you leave knowing how to purify water? You leave knowing nothing <laughs> in life. And you're going to have to spend the rest of your life learning how to do life. Okay. So now that we've um, beat you down, if you are sending your kids to public school, we're not, that is not our intent, but I will say this. We have had countless testimonies of people who by watching resistance chicks have made the changes that they need to in their family in order to be able to home educate their children right? And the testimonies are everything has changed. We love life. My kid is thriving. Yeah. If you are in between a rock and a hard spot, our mom was a single mom and she was still able to pull it off. Right. We will pray you through. We will coach you through. Right. We Just send me an email. Like I want to do this, but I don't even know where to start. Right. Just send us an email and we will help you. There are Step one is acknowledging that sending your kid to public school is like saying, we're going to just keep living in East Palestine and not move. Let me show you how horrible Republicans are. In Wyoming, the governor is ready to sign uh, this uh, backpack-type bill. Um, The the House has, I want you to see this, it's literally 57 Republicans to five Democrats in Wyoming. Wow. But the Speaker of the House is holding up the legislation and will not bring it to the floor. It's already passed the Senate. Oh, my gosh. So let me tell you how this works. In Ohio, okay, we have a supermajority in Ohio. But what we have are 22 rhino blue Republicans. There are people who who run as a Republican and they are not Republicans. People who run as Democrats are Democrats. No Republicans ever run as a Democrat. No good blue-blooded or Mm red-blooded American uh, can lie like that. But let's also
9: point out. Well, let me finish the story of what's happening
3: in Ohio. So in Ohio, we have a backpack bill that we want to get passed, okay? And it was going to pass because just like with uh, Kevin McCarthy, he won kind of like the, the, um, the pre-election to the Speaker of the House. Right. You, you vote. as a, You vote and then you vote, okay? So what happens is the Republicans or the Democrats, whoever the majority is, they vote on their Speaker. But all of the House including in the state and in the federal house all of the house votes for speaker right okay so this has happened in ohio before so the ohio republicans they have a supermajority okay they have the senate they have the house technically they have a governorship and um they were going to pass this bill well they voted in a kind of a maga speaker of the house they all decided even those random republicans so then come the same day as the Speaker McCarthy was being voted on in the federal, um, house. Twenty-two Republicans turncoated and decided behind closed doors with the Democrats to vote in a corrupt Speaker of the House, which they've already done three times because the past three out of four of our Speakers of the House have had to resign because of corruption. But that was, I don't know if they've done it three times. I know they've done it one other time. What I mean is they've voted in a corrupt Speaker of the House three times. Well, Well, I don't don't mean that they did. Okay, the 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 fact that these Democrats, I don't think the I don't think the Democrats voted three times to put in a guy. I think you misunderstood me. What I mean is, at least three times. Our house, regardless of who voted, the, I know, the but majority it's way bigger in a corrupt. I was just getting Leah, okay. that was an off. You just you got caught up. Okay, on but an it's off a thing. way bigger deal. No, it is. To it's really 20 Twenty-two Republicans turn and join and join with the, the join Democrats. with the, all of the Democrats to vote in to a vote in their rhino person Republican and Speaker. And this house. is what is, and that's not what happened here. They just the Republicans just voted in a, a corrupt Speaker that they didn't know was horrible, and so. Exactly. What I'm what I was getting at, the point that I wanted to make was when you look at let's pull this up and look at this one more time. Look at the supermajority that here that is in Wyoming. If it's our if this backpack pill bill has already passed the Senate and they have a supermajority of Republicans in the House, how on earth does a person so corrupt That they would stop a bill that's already been passed by pretty much the majority of both houses. That's got to take... How do you vote in a speaker like that? How do all of these red dots, how do all of those red dots vote in someone that is completely and utterly, not just useless, but actively fighting against the will of the people? How does that happen? This goes back to what Lee and I have been saying all along, which is what I was pointing at. The seats are demonically held. And they are corrupt. And it doesn't matter. Maybe when they voted this person into that seat, they were a good person. They intended to do the right thing. But as soon as they sat down in it, because there's a demonic force there, they get possessed or oppressed so, and influenced so that they are then going to do the active will of Satan. I'm not going to play for you. I have a video up. And and you could just bring, why don't you bring up the video? And I'm only, only play a little bit. It's the video of the young boy. And there is a book that he was, that was recommended for him to read. It is a very sexually explicit, it's mostly to the, it's all the way almost to the right. Okay. It's a sexually explicit pornographic book with an F-bomb in it. Uh, so I don't want you to have to hear all of it, but I'm, I just want you to hear a little bit and then you can hear the dad speak. This is why you got to pull your kids out. And this is what I would say to the dad, the dad, you got to pull your kid out. Okay.
8: Hi, my name's Nox Jack. uh, I'm 11 years old, and I go to Wyndham Middle School. I'm a 6th grader. I was in the library, and this book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off- take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my- Okay,
3: I'm not gonna have you read- I'm not gonna have you hear the rest of that, because it, it gets really bad, but I just want you to hear the- the dad's kind of response here. One part that you missed in there that the child said was that book was on a stand. And then after he picked up the book, the librarian asked him if he would like the graphic novel version of it. Pictures. 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 This is happening in your schools. Yeah. Uh, Don't think it's just that school.
11: I'm that kid's father.
3: Okay, good. I was asking for
1: you. Yeah,
11: I'll take another three minutes. So that's my son. Okay. 11 years old and went to his library, and found that by the entry door of our library, this is the smut that he is finding, all right? I don't care whether it's gay, straight, bisexual, whatever the terms are for all this stuff, doesn't need to be at our school, doesn't need to be at my 11-year-old's library, and then as far as genderqueer, I've got a son in the high school as well, and this is Bullshit. We know it. All right. We do not need to be having literature that's showing boys how to suck dick. All right. This is a very, very frustrated about it. Okay. And you may think that schools know the best for our children. You know who know the best for our children? The parents.
3: Okay. I'm sorry that that was a little graphic, but that is in a child's school book. And, um, I have an article over here where parents got upset because there is a condom scavenger hunt as part of a workbook being used in public schools. And this wasn't a book that was sent home. So do you guys remember in school where you would have to tear out the pages? Mm -hmm. So this is a workbook that a parent, a, a teacher would, would tear out and the kids had to go to a store and and look at the condom section tie, and write in what kind of condoms they had. And would you, reco- do you, do you, um, do you feel safe here buying condoms? So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. And Let's would just... you recommend this store to your friend to buy condoms here? Wait a minute. How, what age was this? I'm sure it's like, I don't know. Let's see. Um, uh, middle, middle and, and high, high school. schools. Okay. So what is so disturbing to me about this is that I, I guess I think, even even me, even myself, I still want to believe that it's not in the curriculum. It's just the um, agenda of the librarian or the teacher or whatever. Like, okay, we've got some bad teachers in there, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to believe that this has been passed and approved by school boards, because yeah. that means it, it has to be passed and approved by multiple yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. Your curriculum is approved by multiple people, right? So if if this kind of garbage is being passed and approved, it is by design. So it's in a yeah. work so book. This is a teacher who's been suspended, who uh, exposed issues She was on Tucker Carlson, and she's actually been suspended. And it's a workbook that is used, uh, across the entire United States. According to, me. uh, Bessinger, who's the teacher whistleblower, the hell smart workbook is being used both in middle schools and high schools all across the United States. Wow. But this is what's hilarious to me. So on the one hand, they're putting all this smut out there for kids to read, mm-hmm. but here are seven books. Oh dear. Okay. Oh shoot. What happened? Uh, I have that I wait no here it is seven books that um are are being censored because uh the publishers are rewriting the books because of history right. so Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Matilda James and the Giant Peach Oh, my goodness. Why those books, though? Those don't seem... So, oh, Road Dahl is a famous uh, ra- famous for oh, writing wait, wait, childhood... So they're not censoring those okay. books. But I don't know. Let me see. Let me go over some of these. Um, he is... Re- Rode Dahl is uh, famous for writing childhood favorites, such as those that I just mentioned. And his publisher recently decided to make hundreds of changes to his work, including no longer referring to the gluttonous Augustus Gloop as fat. Uh, and... These alterations weren't just protested by the public. They were made against the late author's explicit wishes. I've warned my publishers that if they later on so much as change a single comma in one of my books, they will never see another word for me. Never. He told artist Francis Bacon, meeting him in 1982. Even after Puffin reluctantly agreed to keep selling the original version of Dahl's work, the publisher continued to uh, force censored versions. So you've got the James Bond series. Ian Fleming's hit spy novel series featuring 007 suffered a blow this week when publisher Ian Fleming Publications announced it planned to retroactively edit some of Fleming's racist descriptors out of the books in favors of terms that are more accepted today. The publisher is named after the author, which means that at some point he had a controlling interest in this publication and now does not. Dr. Seuss, so not long before censors came after Augustus Gloop and 007, they went after Dr. Seuss. I think most of you guys remember that one. So, uh, racist and insensitive imagery, that decision also prompted some backlash. And then Dr. Doolittle. The story of Dr. Doolittle, a tale about a veterinarian who could talk to animals, was uh, first put on the literary scene in 1920s. By 1923, Lofting was crowned the winner of the Newbery Medal for one of his sequels. Multiple tweaks were made to Lofting's text to cut down down on racial characterizations and language. In 1988, a century after Lofting's birth, the publisher decided Lofting's uh, fictitious accounts needed to be cut or reworded. And then Nancy Drew. Most uh, modern readers wouldn't know it, but the Nancy Drew mystery series um, has actually been uh, redone. The edits made between 1959 and uh, 1977. Go get those from a secondhand in, shop. In, uh, you know, the, the old pages kind. The, the kind that are hardback. Like, those are the kind that we had. The original. You have to kind of go back and get the original. So what are they doing to Huck Finn here? All right. Uh, at, beh- at the behest of a professor in 2011, that two hurtful epitaphs used to describe black slaves and Native Americans would be scrubbed from all print- prints of the uh, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. That uh, they took the N word out, and uh, you know what they do though. So when you when you whitewash, that's what they're doing. When you whitewash you history, you won't know what you won't know how bad it was. was, right? So when you read Huckleberry Finn and you see the language that Mark Twain incorporates and uses in these. Novels, yeah, you are put back into what it was really like, so when they censor it, they are actually trying to whitewash history to make it less offensive than it was, so exactly. I find it really interesting that, on the one hand, they will allow everything as graphic sexually as 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 you want literally there's no there's it's limitless, yeah, but if something that is historically accurate seems offensive. Mm-hmm then they're going to take that out. It's it's literally just to whitewash. Very interesting. Speaking of whitewashing, let's move on to Palestine. Let's see what's going on there uh, this week. Um, I love this lady's glasses. Nina Turner went on T- uh, CNN and actually stood up for those in East Palestine saying everybody deserves clean water and food. And I really appreciate what she said here. You might have to get it to play first before you make it big. Okay, well, I did actually. It, it has to. to actually... I pressed play before it. Oh, you mean like let, let it her start speak. playing? Okay. Let the character speak.
12: You are no. a uh, a daughter of. No, I have to
3: pause it because it doesn't.
12: Ohio, I know you've been to East Palestine. Yes. Do you think that the administration is doing enough?
13: No, uh, the state administration is not doing enough. I'm not pleased with Governor Mike DeWine, who actually drunk some of the water giving people confidence that that water is okay when in fact that EPA didn't do the deepest dive that they can do to deal with the carcinogens that are there, the air, the water. No. And when I went there, then I saw both fear and anger in the eyes of the people there. I had a local guide. His name is John. He grew up in and around that area and also just. And I got a chance to talk to some of the people. And one lady that I talked to, she said, I I never want to see another vehicle carrying chemicals come through my community again. And so, while you have some on the GOP side saying less government, you have the resident <laughs> of East Palestine saying that government is not doing enough. And they have been, not just them, they have been failed by subsequent many administrations. It's not just the Trump administration, it was the Obama administration, now it's the Biden administration. So now we have the facts, they're out there. The NTSB said this could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. The the thing is, what are we going to do to solve the short-term and the long-term needs of the people? And then just one more point. For the neoliberals who say that the residents of that area deserve what they, they are getting, because they voted for President Donald J. Trump It is abhorrent. Mm. This is about poverty. This is about poor working class white people who are enduring some of the same things that poor working class black people endure, whether it's Flint, Cleveland or Jackson, Mississippi. And so I want to lay it out that the cultist behavior in politics right now, it is a sin and a shame that when people are suffering to this magnitude, you got people who will fix their mouths to quote my grandmother to say that they are getting what they deserve. What they deserve is clean air, clean food, clean water. They deserve relief, both in the short term and also in the long term.
3: Come on, mic drop from that woman. Oh my so goodness! Good. Oh my goodness! Wow, that was so powerful. Well, you guys know that FEMA still has not shown up, and they said that Ohio, they were going Mark to. DeW- Ohio Mike DeWine is basically, "What's your problem? Go on with life. You don't need my help. You don't need bottled water. You're fine." Ohio's not there to help. But I saw a clip this week, and I was moved to tears. It was on Steve Bannon, and War Rooms, and you can bring that up if you want. The war room. Do you have it up or get me to pull it up? Is um, it? The, it's that one, yeah. And it's gonna be. Oops, shoot. Well, no, no, it's gonna be a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm not screen sharing yet. Okay. So, Ben Burkow, right? Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? I think so. Um, he went to East Palestine, and there this church here, Abundant Life Fellowship, is a headquarters for donations. You can go ahead and bring it up. And this reporter went, and I have good news for you. You guys are all, and I don't know if you want to bring up any videos of anybody um, pouring the water. No, John and Stacy poured salt yeah, water. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, we'll get to that. If you guys don't know, God gave Michelle a word. You want to tell people about that? Yeah, Second Kings chapter two. God had been telling me for two days. Find this the story of the purification of water. And for two days, I was busy getting ready for the event that we were going to do, the revival prayer for East Palestine, the day of prayer and fasting. And the day before on Friday, I had been texting everybody about the event, been going on for three hours and I, I was done. And, and God said, so are you done yet? Are you going to look up that story? So I said, oh yeah, of course. I put my phone down. I, I turn it on complete silence. And I flip open my Bible like this. And in one fell swoop, I end up at Second Kings chapter Two. I had no idea where this story was. I didn't even remember many of the details, even though I've read it twenty five times. So I'm reading in Second Kings chapter two about how Elisha is taken to a city, Jericho, and the sons of the prophets that are there say, everything's going really great with this city. Super awesome, except for one small tiny little detail. The water is killing all the people and all the animals. And the land is barren. So Elisha takes a brand new bowl and he takes salt, puts it in the bowl, goes to the mouth of where the the water is coming into this city of Jericho, pours it in, and then it's, and he prays over it and he prophesies over the water and God does make it clean. And then the Bible says, and the water was clean to that day as of the writing of that in the, in the old Testament. So I was so convicted. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so powerful. This is so amazing. Then we did the revival event at Pastor Neil Peterson's Church Harvest Revival Center in Dayton. Ohio, which is four and a half hours west of East Palestine. And so many of you guys showed up, you watched online. It was really powerful. And one of the women, I think her name was Kimberly of Intercessors for America, brought salt and 96 baggies. And then we told everybody that was watching on the live stream, pray over your salt, take it to any creek river waterway that you have that flows somewhere and and speak this speak this life over the water and throw your repentance into the water and this has become a movement and people we've been getting messages from so many of you guys where you've been taking your salt around the world because every creek re- leads to a river and every river leads to the sea the bible says he throws our sin into the sea of forgetfulness so we've been doing this and while we were there At the revival, Leah, you got a word about East Palestine that even I, when you said it, was like, that's going to take a miracle. That revival would break out. There's something you guys really care about what's happening there. And your prayers, I felt like all of these prayers would open up the windows of heaven. The Bible says that if we turn and repent, that he will open up the windows of heaven and he he will pour down blessings and when we throughout history christians have done days of prayer and fasting and we fasted and prayed for east palestine what we also encourage people to do as you know michelle's talking about was support your repentance into the river mm-hmm. and in the, this repentance we were repenting for the nation we we're repenting for the state of ohio we were, we we're just asking god for the sins known and unknown forgive us good. and heal the land there's so many scriptures about God forgiving us and healing the land. So we we have to repent first. And it's actually kind of good to know that it's happened before that way back in the Bible times, the water was so bitter and what well, bitter. It was poisoned that it was killing uh the crops and the animals and the people and the people. And so as we pray over it, God, um, brings a change about. And there was an earthquake. It was really interesting. We found out the next day that right after we had been fasting all day long, right when we pulled into the church to hold the event around that time was around 5 p.m. Eastern time. There was an earthquake that was in the southeastern corner of Ohio that spread and covered the whole eastern border of Ohio where the Ohio River is all the way up to East Palestine it was a small earthquake a 2.3 meaning it didn't do like any damage but it was enough for God to essentially say like to shake the earth and and we asked God to shake heaven and earth and to shake Ohio and he quite literally did yeah and so i want to play this video that revival is breaking out and the holy spirit is there
4: him and my wife good grief he's with real america's voice um steve banning and charlie kirk and all those people would you welcome him and i want him to just share whatever's on his heart and then if you would uh you feel led to pray over the region over this this area and whatever God wants you to say and then uh, then we're gonna pray for you would you welcome him again
0: thank you I uh, just uh, first off I got to say we showed up yesterday I could feel the Holy Spirit as I walked in the in the building and when I heard that the traffic attendant was this guy I just said you know there's something special going on here uh, I travel all over the country my beautiful wife. It's Villy, but it's close enough with a V. Yeah, Billy, but uh, I'm so blessed with the girls and uh, We see a lot of things we were just in Asbury last week and and you, you, you see how dark the world is getting and, and especially in my industry and in media everything is Is going evil. I mean, it's just darkness 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 and we travel the country and man I see a lot of light I see it in the I see it in the faces, and and it's you guys. It's the it's it's the body of Christ, and I just wanna I just wanna lift you guys up and and bless you and pray a special blessing, especially over the kids and this next generation. What God has planned, what the enemy want means for evil, God is gonna raise up. They, he is raising up some dragon slayers. I met one of them, and and Asbury, a mom came up to me and she said, "This is my daughter. She's a dragon slayer." And I said, praise the Lord. That's what we need. We need dragon slayers across this nation because there's dragons out there. But we have the Prince of Peace and the King of Kings and there's no dragon that can stop him. Lord, I bring this, this community to you. Lord, they are they are struggling. He's Palestine, Lord. We, we raise up the families that don't know uh, what's going to happen. The unknown, Lord, it's scary. But it's known to you, Lord. There is no unknown to you, Lord. Okay, we now bring you uh, Ben Burkwam and Pastor Jeff. Uh, ben, uh, tell us what's going on out there. Very inspirational, sir. Golly, Steve. Uh, no, it is. Um, it got me got me tearing up again on this. So I'm here at the, the church in New Waterford, just outside. We're five minutes away from East Palestine. And this is the church where the uh, the train company uh, Norfolk Southern has been set up to provide assistance for the community. And I... I, I when we drove in here, I have my family. They're in the car with me right now. And I, we drove into the parking lot, and I could feel the Holy Spirit here. And I, you know, in in, in this darkness, as we went inside, I met this woman inside who I found out was the pastor's head, lead pastor's wife. And she said, "Yeah, my husband's outside directing traffic. That's this guy that I pointed to on stage, uh, Jeff Shoke, the pastor here." And I felt. Man, I just felt it. And, and Steve, this is the thing we have to remember. In, in all of this darkness, what the enemy wants for, uh, means for evil, God will use for good. And even in tragedies like this and disasters like this, the enemy wants you to be fearful. The enemy wants you to be afraid. And God says he wants you to have faith. Yes. And I just want to open this up to you, Pastor, uh, your message to the people of America, to the people of East Palestine, uh,
14: Go ahead. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We get to shine light in the middle of darkness, and we, we've been here uh, doing this for this is our fourth week opening our doors uh, for the people to be able to come here and get some reimbursement for some of their uh, some of their expenses that they've had. And uh, yeah, we we are we're so prepared for this. We have a word every year. Can I tell about yeah, the word? Yeah. Yes. We have a word every year for our church uh, in January. I unveiled the word, and it was called Invite the Stranger. Uh, based on the passage where Jesus says uh, you know invite the stranger when what we do for the least of these you've done for me and uh, and our building has been inundated with strangers Uh, toward the end of last week I think the count that they had as far as numbers number of people served had in this building had been about 7,000 almost 7,000 and that's certainly increased since then so you know the Holy Spirit (laughs) obviously set up this word for us. He, he knew all about this before it ever happened, and we just have the privilege of opening our doors. Our part is so easy, actually. We open the doors and say, hey, point them the way, and in the process, sometimes we get to pray with somebody, sometimes we get to put water in their car, sometimes we get to put dog food in their hand, whatever it is that they need, we've, we've had it, so.
0: And if I can just say this, if people want to help, uh, this is one of the things, Steve, that I've seen all over the that we're hearing from. This, you know, a lot of people I was interviewing in town said, you know, they didn't get any help from the government, uh, they didn't get any help anywhere else, but they got help from their neighbor. If people want to help, how can they do that, Pastor?
14: Yeah, well, it's so many people have come out to just contribute all kinds of things that they may have needed at this time, and and so uh, really they just have to show up at one of the places where those things are. Some of them are here. Some of them are, are at buildings in East Palestine. Some of them are. Uh, are a little further away in the community where I live in Salem. But if
0: they want to give, if you oh. see Americans across this country that, that aren't here.
14: Yeah, well, there's a, they can they can give to, uh, I don't know if there's a actually a, a, a clearinghouse where they have all those numbers available. A lot of people, are, they can call here and we can direct them. Our phone number here, I don't even know what our public phone number, 330 457 7317, so that's probably the best number to, to call to kind of get those directions, because I don't, I don't have those at, at yeah. hand, you know? So yeah, because people wanted to Perfect. give financially. We're not necessarily taking financial donations ourselves yeah. because we wanted to get directly we, to the we, people, yeah. and we don't we, want to be we, the, the clearinghouse we'll, we'll
0: for give, that. We'll, so. give, we'll give all the numbers, we'll, we'll get that number out and get our thing. Real quickly, Ben, you were at yes. Asbury University in Kentucky. Do you feel that the Holy Spirit is now in, in, in East Palestine and in uh, New Borderford? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, 100%. Steve, I can't, I can't, I I feel it so much. I walked in the building and I started crying. I mean, that, like, I didn't even talk to anybody. I I literally walked through the doors and I started crying. God is here. The Holy Spirit is here. And he's not just here. He's moving across this country. He's going to be at CPAC. He is everywhere. He is raising up a generation for such a time as this. And in the darkness, his light shines even brighter. And you, Steve, are part of that light. We are part of that light. And God is coming. Yep.
3: Oh, I love that so much. That is much. so good. So I wanted to bring you guys the good news before I brought you the bad news. Now, before you get to the bad news, though, I do want I do want to kind of give a little bit of thoughts on what we just witnessed there. One thing that, that stood out to me is when Ben Berquam was saying, I showed up and the lead pastor was outside directing traffic. A word that Leah's been getting this past week is that pastors are called to be the servant of all. And too many times, almost always, literally almost always, every single pastor of every church around America is is working from top down. I tell you all what to do. And many of you would say, but that's that's how it works. That's how it should be that we love and we respect our pastors. And I get that. But it's just not biblical. Right. It's absolutely Your not pastor biblical. should be cleaning the toilets. Yes. Doing all kinds of. Oh no, of our pastor shouldn't be cleaning repairs. toilets. That's 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 too low of a job for him. He's got too many other things to do. Well, he's you might be, spend time with God. You know, he's got his. You can spend time with God cleaning toilets. I know that for a fact. I have. Okay. It's it's that servant heart of what can I do? You can spend time with God directing you. traffic. You can, absolutely. We've got to stop with this top-down church model. And then if you have all of the, your your whole church, everyone, including, and especially the pastor, should be striving to be the servant of all. The greatest amongst you must be the servant of all. Yeah, so as I go over some of these, which you just um, play find the video I have up of the guy with the dead deer. He found, uh, there's a reporter who saw three dead deer along uh, the rivers there in East Palestine one after another and they weren't shot or anything so when you bring that up when they do a couple of these articles leaked audio reveals. US rail workers were told to skip inspections as Ohio crash prompts scrutiny and in, uh, to the industry in leaked audio heard by the Guardian a manager for one of the. US largest largest rail companies can be heard explaining to a former carman that they should stop tagging rail cars for broken bearings. The manager says doing so delays other cargo. The disclosure comes as, a federal, as federal agencies investigate the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. A wheel-bearing failure was cited as the cause of the crash. Now I have this video up. You want me to go and play it? Uh, you can just play it and, and let it play in the background so let you can it see it. Yeah. So, speaking of that wheel bearing, the crew actually tried to stop the Ohio train after there was an alert about the wheel bearing. We talked about these with the hot boxes. So, the crew of the freight train carrying dangerous chemicals that derailed in Ohio earlier this month actually received a warning about an uh, overheating wheel bearing and tried to slow the train down before it came off the tracks. Uh, The wheel bearing was heating up for several miles before reaching 253 253 degrees Fahrenheit, hotter than the air temperature. Investigators found a dangerous level requiring the train to stop to prevent a disaster. Now, I also have up um, an article that the residents near the train derailment are being diagnosed with illnesses linked to the chemical exposure. And let me see if I if this is... I hope that this is... That's an ad. Your video begins... So, uh, what you're for okay, our podcast so listeners, you were witnessing uh, two dead deer. Are there more than There's two? Three total. There's but three you can, total, yeah, you can go I, ahead. I think and, you guys get it. That's yeah. Enough. Oh, that's awful. All right. So I think that I retweeted this one, and residents are still complaining about all kinds of things. So we're gonna uh, a mysterious powder is after it rained. It oh, is wow swamps the U.S. skies. Mike DeWine says it's going to take 30,000 truckloads of contaminated dirt to be removed, and we'll come to that in a second. News Cleveland says that East Palestine resident has been diagnosed with sinobronchitis from exposure. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can't. Let's go ahead and play that one. Yeah, go ahead. Let me unmute it here.
15: Anytime it rains, and the severe rains that we had a couple of days ago, I just was... Down, I could barely get out of bed. The contaminated wow. and toxic sulfur run, which runs
6: through East Palestine, flows right behind Kathy and Travis Smith's home. Both believe that waterway is a big part of their recent illnesses.
15: We are trying to at least temporarily relocate because the whatever they're doing right behind our house in the creek is noxious. It's um, terrible terrible smells every time they turn it, especially at night, Kathy and Travis say the problems began
6: when they returned home after the evacuation order was lifted.
13: I know the first day that we came back home after the evacuation, my whole face was beet red, um, just had a rash all over it, it looked like had a sunburn. A big mark on my leg.
15: Kathy started having intense drainage, coughing and a runny nose. It was harder and harder and harder to take a deep breath hit the wheezing stage about four days after it all started um, but it was just it was just really really bad um, we ended up having to go to the hospital because my my chest was hurting so bad that i was kind of getting like heart scared kathy says her
6: symptoms haven't subsided even with medication she showed me her my chart records her doctor recently diagnosed her with sinobronchitis. Due to an exposure
15: to toxins, she said that, judging from, the blood work and the, the way that everything looked, it was, considered chemical bronchitis. That there was damage to my lungs. Travis is also suffering from respiratory illness as well as
13: psychological issues. Mine have been more, anxiety, uh, depression, just just, feeling like I can't take care of my family in, in this situation.
6: Toxicologist Dr. Stephanie Widmer told ABC News. Some chemicals and byproducts involved in the train derailment may cause eye and throat irritation and burning. But when Michael Reagan visited East Palestine Tuesday, he said there does not appear to be a
8: significant risk of acute chemical exposure. But I want to be clear that our testing, air quality testing, and the state's water quality testing uh, has, has not yielded any adverse health impacts uh, that we have seen at this moment.
6: Kathy says
15: she and her husband's diagnosis proves otherwise. So many of my friends are sick. I'm sick. I've got, you know, my my file clearly says, and they're lying to everyone by saying there have been no problems. In East Palestine, Bryn Caswell.
6: Can you
3: imagine that? It literally saying no problems, nothing to see here. These people should go to jail. Oh, they forever. absolutely. They absolutely should go to jail. All right. And so there's another one here. Let me see. I think you already brought it up, right? You had a couple brought up. Uh, I wanted to bring up this MSNBC one talking more about people having issues from and I gotta turn off the ad blocker hang on all right here we go my video will begin in 15 seconds are you kidding we'll leave the mute on the commercial there. yeah exactly so these people are being poisoned and biden's administration is saying no you're fine not but, just biden's biden's administration and, but governor DeWine. mike dewine this is our state guys for those of you that don't know lee and We're i live in here ohio.
12: palestine ohio where residents are facing health concerns three weeks after the catastrophic derailment of a train carrying toxic chemicals nbc news reporting that several people have already been diagnosed with ailments related to chemical exposure including bronchitis. I want to bring in NBC's um, Jesse Kirsch, who's in East um, Palestine. Th- this thing, Jesse, has been ongoing. You've been there really since um, the start of it. And a lot of folks understandably worried, not just about the effects they're feeling today and tomorrow, but the effects that could come in weeks and months um, from now. I know that there was a, a town hall um, last night. What did folks say?
8: Yeah, and Yasmin, I actually was not here right when this happened, but our team has been. But just to underscore the ongoing uh, health effects that people are feeling, it's now been about three weeks. We're actually past the three-week mark since this derailment and the beginning of the concern over these toxic uh, materials pouring out of that train and people are still telling us about their health concerns so even for people who are first coming to this community now they're still going to be hearing about people who are uh, dealing with things like they say bronchitis people who say their eyes are burning have a a, a a horse throat so those are the kinds of things that are still an issue in this community and last night there was a town hall with famed environmental activist aaron Brockovich. she's uh, helping lead one of the legal efforts against the railroad norfolk southern the railroad tells us it cannot comment on those uh matters of litigation uh but Rockovich's message in part to this community is Pretty simple. Trust your gut. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're saying regardless of what you're hearing from officials or from the railroad about what the water and air quality is now, what it might be down the road, trust how you're feeling and monitor your symptoms. And that's something that we've also heard as well. They want people to be writing down what they're feeling, keeping a record of that, keeping a journal. Uh, Obviously, uh, this is clearly about building a legal case down the road.
12: And then there is the criticism, um, Jesse, of the Biden administration and their response um, to all this. I know the president himself has not been there as of yet. Um, Secretary Buttigieg there, though, a couple of days ago um, being criticized um, on the ground um, in his appearance. What are they saying?
8: Yeah, our our producer, Will, a short time ago spoke with a resident here, asked about the president saying that he has no plan to come visit East Palestine, and the resident uh, basically said he doesn't care one way or the other as long as the resources this community needs get here. We know that the EPA is on the ground. We're also told FEMA and the CDC are on the ground. We're supposed to be speaking with the CDC shortly. The CDC is now involved with going door by door and and trying to get an assessment of what people are feeling. and and see what they can do with that moving forward so the the federal government is here and the president has been pretty forceful in saying they've been here since pretty much the very beginning here's part of what the president said about this
0: we were there two hours after the train was down two hours i've spoken with every single major figure in both united in both pennsylvania and in in, 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 uh, ohio and so the idea that we're not engaged is just simply not not there. I'm keeping very close tabs on it, we're doing all we can.
3: Doing all we can.
8: Again, though, the president says he has no plans as of now to visit this community. Mm. His predecessor, former president Donald Trump, was here earlier in the week, as were the EPA administrator from the Biden administration, as well as Transportation T- Secretary Pete Buttigieg. So uh, this community has been in the middle of a bit of, bit of a political football match. Uh, but again, as one resident put it to us, we just need the resources. Wait, yeah, and, and folks, resources.
3: understandably, right, I think I've got... Um- This Sun article here, uh, investigation over this mysterious dust.
12: Environment officials in West Virginia are are investigating reports of a powder in the air and on vehicles across the state, Northern Virginia and Maryland. The investigation began after residents reported seeing the substance across multiple counties Thursday.
9: Where is that
3: coming from? It's coming from the clouds, guys. It really is. Um, And then let's go ahead and play. Mike DeWine says they're going to take out 30,000 trucks of dirt now here's my where's point. it gonna go well I know first I know they were incinerating the water down they're supposedly supposed to shoot it like 150 feet down in the ground in a special facility that's supposed supposed to really know what they're doing in Texas there was another but facility. they rejected it they're done and and then in I think in Michigan um uh, that they're done taking out waste. I don't know what you do with thirty thousand truckloads of toxic waste. But here's the thing: if you're taking away that much soil, what, what, why stop at thirty thousand truckloads? How much? At what point do you say we go here and not farther? Yeah, you know.
5: When you first see the, where the train wreck was, I think you can kind of have some. Uh, visualization of what the the firemen and women who were first responded to that. I mean I have great admiration for them. I mean these are volunteers. Okay, you
3: can't really hear him, but that's that's what he's saying. Now, this is from The Guardian. Here's the real reason the EPA doesn't want to test for toxins in e Palestine. This is from the Guardian, left wing outlet. The decision uh, to release and burn five tanker cars of vinyl chloride and other chemicals at the site of a 38-car derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, just over three weeks ago, unleashed a gigantic cloud full of particles that enveloped surrounding neighborhoods and farms in Ohio and Pennsylvania and in West Virginia. It's well documented that documented that burning chlorinated chemicals like vinyl chloride will generate dioxins. This is not a Mike Adams conspiracy theory. This is a Mike Adams conspiracy truth. Okay. Dioxin is the name given to a group of persistent, very toxic chemicals that share chemical, similar chemical structures. The most toxic form of dioxin is 2378 tetrachlorodibenzo p dioxin or TCDD. TCDD is more commonly recognized as the toxic contaminant found in Agent Orange and at Love Canal, New York and Times Beach, Missouri both sites of two of the most tragic environmental catastrophes in the United States. Dioxin is not deliberately manufactured. It is the unintended byproduct of industrial processes who use or burn chlorine. It is also produced when chemicals such as vinyl chloride are burned, such as what happened in East Palestine. The organization I work for, the author, the Center of Health, Environment, and Justice, has worked with communities affected by dioxins for over 40 years. We have seen the impact of exposure to dioxins in communities from Love Canal and Times Beach in Pensacola, Pensacola, Florida. And now we are asking, why isn't the EPA testing for dioxins in East Palestine, Ohio? Are dioxins present in the soil downwind from the site of the accident? At a town hall meeting in East Palestine last week, people talked about what it was like when the black cloud reached their property. One person who lived 15 miles away described burnt ash material from the fire that settled on her property. Another who lived three miles away described how the black cloud completely smothered his property. Repeatedly, people asked, was it safe for my kids to play in the yard? Is it safe to grow a garden? What is going to happen to my farm animals? These are important questions that deserve to be answered. Today, there are no clear answers. Why? Because no one has done any testing for dioxins anywhere near East Palestine, and none and no one, it seems, that the EPA is uninterested in testing for dioxins, behaving as though dioxin is no big deal. Pause. So when we hear them coming out and saying, we've tested, everything's fine. There's no, this is what they're this is the the kind of shift that they didn't even focus in on with the MSNBC report that we just listened to, they're saying that the chemicals are the dangerous chemicals are vinyl chloride. Well, no, the vinyl chloride was actually reasonably safe in comparison to what happened when they lit it on fire and they dumped it out of the train cars instead of pumping it away like they should have, which is our interview with uh, Don Lauks that you can find on Rumble and all the other you know places where we have videos. He explains that there was a better way, that they should never have set this stuff on fire. And what they're not saying to you when they're talking about how Awful these residents feel is it's not because of a train derailment It's because they set the train derailment chemicals on fire on purpose This makes no sense testing for dioxin a highly toxic substance should have been done One of the first things to look for especially in the air once the decision was made to burn So they're not testing for the dioxins. They're testing for vinyl chloride There is no question that dioxins were formed in the vinyl chloride fire They would have formed on the particular uh, particulate matter Particulate matter and the black soot in the cloud that was so clearly visible at the time of the burn. Now the question is how much is in the soil and where the people live. This is important because the adverse health effects associated with exposure to dioxins cause cancer, reproductive damage, developmental problems, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, infertility, impairment in immune systems and skin lesions. The EPA is very familiar with dioxins. For more than 25 years, the agency evaluated and assessed the risk posed by exposure to dioxins. They published multiple draft reports on the health effects caused by exposure to dioxins. They published an inventory of dioxin sources and devoted an enormous amount of time studying them. So why is the EPA unwilling to test for them? my guess, the author's guess, is because they know they will find it. And if they find it, they'll have to address the many questions people are asking. It Pause. will not be easy to interpret the results of the testing for dioxin in soil, but to avoid testing is re- irresponsible. Just a minute, it's almost over. The EPA's it's mission over. is to protect human health. Okay, so people live there, they need to know. They need the, to know. What would have happened when they kept saying, well, there'll be debris that'll, that'll go a mile away if we let this thing explode? Well, first of all, There's no proof that it was going to explode. Mm -hmm. Second of all, the damage that would have happened from an explosion is nothing in comparison to the far-reaching, irrevocable damage that they have done by setting this stuff on fire that is going to take an act of God Mm. to clean up. And I do believe that God is going to clean it up and heal these people. We have to believe for their healing. But it's like they were saying, well, but one person may die if we do X, Y, Z. But a million people will die if we do A, B, C. So let's do A, B, C and kill the million people to save the X, Y, Z one. I mean, this is just... and 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 you know why though because population control Mm. all right so bring up this article here if you wouldn't mind the Substack here uh this author went there and i just kind of want to start down here where he says i arrived um at, at 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 this couple's home you can start with this picture if you want um i think their names were lenny pam and lenny klein And they have lived in East Palestine all... At least Lenny has lived in East Palestine all his life. The two even met at East Palestine High School. Now, he arrived at their home near East Palestine City Park. He noticed rows of blue metal e-tank containers covered with thick black tarps sitting in the park, which was open to the public. Safely stored salads or sludges for disposal at your convenience, the manufacturer's website reads. Cleanup crews... Mild about as loud portable generators powered pumps running through nearby streams. They're trying to circulate it out, but it doesn't seem to be working. It just seems to be generating more chemicals in the air. When I tried to ask some workers about the containers and their contents, they politely declined to talk. The client said that they had similar experiences. The people in this town feel the railroads controlling the whole situation. I'll say that for East Palestine, from what I've seen and what I've heard, Lenny removed his hat and leaned back in his chair and said that little about the crisis was handled made sense. How the crisis was handled made sense. So, um, you guys can, I think I retweeted this. Uh, You guys want to follow me on Twitter. I'm just on Leah Spenson. I have two old Twitters that are are, um, censored. But if you want to know kind of what we're talking about during the week, just follow me on Twitter because I just tweet things out. Speaking of which... Let us, I just did something. I worked really hard this yesterday, actually, um, to update all of the links on resistancechicks.com. So I want to show you guys how you can find, to, how you can follow us on all of your favorite platforms. So go to resistancechicks.com and click on the contact and media links. Once you're there, scroll through and you can find literally everywhere we are, I think, is listed here. I even have Leah's Twitter at Leah Svensson on there so you can go there and find it click on the links and it's really really simple So resistancechicks.com and go to the contact and media links also while you're here though I have updated the revelation red pill Academy So if you're looking for the new shows that we're doing There's two different playlists that you can click on and all of those are right there in addition to our about section I added some pictures just for the fun of it trying to up upgrade our, our website a little bit and don't forget to go to our show an event calendar link for the things that we have coming up. There's actually a calendar that you can link to your Google calendar there. And I need to, I guess I need to update the event there, but um, the Kentucky huddle that we have coming up with Coach Dave, Sherry Tenpenny, Tom Renz, Old School Survival boot camp, and so forth. So I just want you guys to know that I'm trying to stay on top of the website and getting everything that you guys need there on ResistanceChicks.com. So rail workers are... Um, and the and cleanup crews have been um, falling ill.
10: It, just, it makes
3: me so angry. Yeah. That they let these people go. Right. Listen. What I know you're gonna get to that. I'm sorry. When it comes to what has happened in East Palestine, it should have been evacuated, and I mean 100% evacuated, and surrounding areas. Should have been evacuated. And I'm not saying by force, but it should have been an absolute, unequivocal, recommended do not live here. You could die. So, railroad union leaders are claiming that rail workers are falling ill at the site at East Palestine. Um, The union uh, that represents the workers on Norfolk Southern Railroad said that. the, that Norfolk Southern was not providing personal protective equipment, including respirators, rubber overboots, or rubber gloves to workers dealing with the spilled chemicals uh, as part of the company's cost-cutting business model. When some of the Norfolk Southern workers inquired about the appropriateness of their personal protective equipment and the safety of their working conditions, they would receive little or no response from Norfolk Southern. Uh, a Norfolk Southern representative said in an emailed statement that the company was on scene immediately after the derailment and coordinated the response um, with hazardous material professor- professionals. No, you didn't. No you didn't. No you did not. Yeah, exactly. So they're saying that they are they are they are they are getting sick and they were not given. So we need to pray for these we need equipment. to pray for these people. Linda on DLive says they should have cleaned it up, not burned it up. What were they thinking? They knew exactly what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Christick says dioxins are highly toxic and can cause reproductive and developmental problems, damage, damage the immune system, interfere with hormones, and also cause cancer due to the omnipresence of dioxins, um, Of dioxins, Uh, So sterilization of the young. Jeff says, unfortunately, the town voted 72% Trump. Biden admin and federal agencies sees the people there as deplorables. They have no incentive to help them and could care less about what happens to them. Yeah. Speaking of uh, caring less about what happens to them, uh, we're going to move on a little bit here. I want to bring up this video, a heartbreaking video of a mother who lost two of her children uh, to fentanyl overdoses. Now, of course, you don't want any of your kids or any of your friends to be doing drugs, but when those drugs are easily coming in, that they're coming in by the ton sometimes, mm-hmm. and the Biden administration has the border wide open. The last, in our last part of the show, if you guys aren't watching it, it starts at six o'clock on the, on the TV network. We shared a clip with Biden saying that, you know, MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that I'm killing these people. Well, ha ha ha. Those drugs came over in the previous administration if they died. Well, I guess I don't know if he was referring to this particular mother or not. Well, the Democrats have been stonewalling the building of the wall and shoring up our border for years. Exactly. And even Republicans are stonewalling. We spent billions of dollars in Ukraine, and they were telling Trump that 4 billion for the wall was too much. I just want you to hear this this mom talk about um, what happened to, to her and her family. If we
1: had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. We have a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. 100,000 Americans every year are having their children. 200,000 because it's both parents, right? Are having their children taken away from them. This should not be politicized. It's not about race. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. Wow.
3: So what she's talking about, fentanyl is, is kind of a newer drug to hit the market mm-hmm. in the past, like five or six years. Um, and it is being manufactured in China. That's why she's saying if China had troops on the ground. If you bring up, I think the video might be closer to next to it. I want to play the Josh Hawley video, which he's saying, so we have tons of money right now to send to Ukraine all of a sudden, but we can't shore up our border. We can't help
9: East Palestine. Where's all this
3: money coming from? They're printing zeros on a computer is what they're doing.
9: Joining us now, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. Senator, I know you're calling for an inspector general to uh, go through every dollar we've sent to Ukraine. Um... But isn't it the case that the American taxpayer is going to be on the hook for rebuilding most of the entire ravaged landscape of Ukraine post-war?
2: Absolutely, Laura. And this administration has already said that. They were saying months ago that we better get ready because there's going to be a lot of, of dollars that need to be expended on the rebuilding effort. Can I just say, by the way, you played the clip and reported on Janet Yellen. I thought it was just like three seconds ago that Yellen was saying that she had to take extraordinary measures to make sure the United States didn't default on the debt. But I guess all of a sudden we have billions laying around that we can just give to Ukraine. Maybe the extraordinary measures were her flying over to like hand deliver the checks now. I mean, straight from Joe Biden to her, to, uh, to Zelensky. I mean, this is just ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's an affront to American taxpayers is an affront to the American people, and it's gotta stop.
9: And I want everyone to understand what the potential price tag on the cost of rebuilding this country would be. Check this out.
15: Not our
3: country. Despite
15: that figure being exponentially higher than any other nation has contributed, as a share of GDP, developed countries are all sending about 0.2%. And that's just to defend the land, which has been decimated by Russian airstrikes. Rebuilding carries a whole new set of costs, which the World Bank estimates will total 349 billion.
9: 349 billion. She was referencing, I believe, the 100 billion already allocated. Uh, Can you think of any areas in America that could benefit perhaps from that level of investment, Senator, after we've already spent trillions to pay people to stay home and not go to work?
2: Yeah, gee, I mean, uh, maybe rural Missouri, uh, maybe East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah, I can think of a few, Laura. How about our border? I mean, this is outrageous. We've already spent over $100 billion, already spent out the door on Ukraine. Now the administration wants to spend hundreds of billions of dollars more, and I guess Congress thinks that they'll just go along with it. I tell you, I'm not gonna go along with it, and the American people, I think, are sick and tired of it. It's time to put the needs of this country first. It's time to say to the Europeans, They need to step up and take the lead on Ukraine. This is their continent, after all. They should be doing something. But Laura, we've spent more on Ukraine than all of the Europeans combined. And there's no end in sight here with Joe Biden. This has got to end, and we've got to get an accounting of every single penny that we have spent on Ukraine.
9: Well, Senator, speaking of accounting, uh, this China hearing tonight on Capitol Hill, some of the Democrats and some Republicans, while they talk tough on China, which is good, Um, You already hear the rumblings of, oh, we have to get into the Trans-Pacific Partnership. We have to launch that there. All right. So speaking of Ukraine, the area, the city of Bakhmut
3: is actually practically surrounded right now as the uh, Wagner chief, which is the kind of a mercenary group, a, a Russian mercenary group urges um zelensky to surrender his forces to save lives there's a video here uh the wagner forces are walking around back moot this morning showing uh, i guess it's the russian uh, what you you, yeah you can just play it without um volume that they have destroyed all the bridges that there's only one bridge out and that in the um the 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 chief who's running the Wagner group and I can't try to pronounce his name he issued a video message to zelensky on friday he donned in military fatigues and he said units of the private military company wagner have practically surrounded bakhmut there's only one uh route out and the pincers are closing commenting on the aforementioned video by wagner's leader routers described another scene the camera panned to show three captured ukrainians a gray bearded older man and two boys asking to be allowed to go home From visible buildings, routers determined the footage was filmed in this one area uh, in the northern center of Bakhmut. As we reported earlier this week, Zelensky and his top aides have lately issued statements appearing to pave the way for strategic withdrawal, or in reality, a retreat, as better armed and numerically superior Russian forces have the city almost completely encircled. Russian firepower has been relentless, and you can scroll down to see some pictures, uh, reportedly greater in supply with Voldemir. Nazarenko, a deputy commander in the National Guard of Ukraine, telling a public radio station a fresh statement that fighting has been occurring around the clock. Now, Ukrainians are showing videos because they want more money, more troops. They would like to have uh, long-range missiles. They would like jets. But I'd like to play for you an interesting clip from mainstream media. I think it's CNBC, MSNBC here. Where an NBC, NBC journalist, Keir Simons, explains that most Crimeans are pro-Russia. Recently, Zelensky had said, "I want to go in and take Crimea." If you don't recall from our last part of the, from our last segment, Crimea was actually gone. Like Russia invaded Crimea as a tit-for-tat. For what Victoria Newland here at the State Department in the United States did, where we helped um unbalance the the balance in Ukraine, and there was a kind of a pro-Russian president, Poroshenko, and we went in there to help overflow and what's overthrow. called it, overthrow him and create an insurrection and as a result, Russia took Crimea. Now this reporter says, the people in Crimea are mostly Russian and they want the Russians there. Go ahead. He vowed on Sunday to take back Crimea. How realistic is that? The people there whom you spoke to view themselves as Russian.
10: That's right. From those people that we spoke to, it seemed unrealistic. And Andrew, I want to show you some new picture that we uh, filmed yesterday at the porters of Astopol. Now, this is the closest that any U.S. news crew has got to the Russian Black Sea Fleet. In many many years, what you're seeing here are President Putin's ships at that port. Uh, why it's important is because uh, Vladimir Putin will be determined to defend to p- defend that port, to not have it uh, taken away from him. Uh, he may well do pretty much anything to try to achieve that. And and the reason why is because it is so strategically important to Russia. But here's the irony: uh, the fact since he launched that uh, invasion a year ago I- in Ukraine, the Ukrainians now will be determined not to have the Black Sea fleet there, potentially threatening their uh, coast for years to come. So it is a very, very dangerous standoff that suggests that this could pan out for some time to come. It's hard to see how you reach a negotiation over that. And there in Sevastopol, Andrew, I've got to tell you, I mean, there was just military everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, It is a military town. So, again, when, for example, Victoria Victoria Nuland talks about, at the very least, we want Crimea to be demilitarized, I found myself standing there and wondering, how on earth does that happen?
12: And, Kier,
3: we keep hearing that... Crimea is exactly what NATO and the U.S. fear Zelensky will try to go into with long range weapons, maybe even with those F-16s, if he ever were to get them, which I don't think he will, not in the near term. They're worried that that is a tripwire
12: for Mm -hmm. Vladimir Putin. What is your take on that?
10: That's what they are worried about. I mean, we're standing in the place that has uh, Jake Sullivan, for example, really worried, Andrew. And the reason why is because the idea that NATO weapons might kind of land on this this place, and potentially kill Russian civilians, uh, and that that would be an escalation. But by the way this is an enormous challenge mark general mark milley has, has made this clear this is an enormous challenge for the ukrainians here's why let's just give you a close-up look at that that bridge b- behind me there that's how we traveled uh, into uh, crimea it is open now it is one of only two ways to get here the other is a land bridge over to the northwest of here that is very very much exposed so with land forces how do you take Crimea if you are the Ukrainians? That's why General Mark Milley says he thinks uh, that it will be extremely difficult for the Ukrainians to push uh, the Russians out of here. We, we have seen uh, substantial defences around this bridge behind me that is uh, President Putin's pride of jo- pride and joy, uh, uh, Andrea, and, and that's not surprising. But uh, as we saw in, in my piece, I mean, we also uh, know that the Ukrainians have wanted, or at least they haven't admitted it, but it's it seems pretty likely that it was the Ukrainians, that they've wanted to target uh, that bridge behind me there. Again, if you take down that bridge, how do the civilians leave? These are very, very difficult questions if we do get to the point where Crimea is uh, an objective that the Ukrainians realistically uh, can look at militarily.
3: Realistically speaking. I don't see that it's very realistic. And I think that the Ukrainians and Zelensky are prostrating. I don't think that they are anywhere near at the point where they could advance to take Crimea. I think that's absurd. I think Putin is definitely winning this war. And we have to ask ourselves, what is the objective with us being there? We are there. Our presence is there, even if we don't have troops on the ground yet, which I can't play you that clip because they're fact-checking it as wrong. But it's I did a little reaction video, which was just looks and they they said it was they fact checked it as with Zelensky saying that if Putin gets through Ukraine and into one of the NATO countries, the United States is gonna have to send their sons and daughters and they will die. It's very heartless. It is very heartless. Facebook says it's got it's not full full of context. Right, it's missing context. But anyway, regardless, the objective isn't to fight Russia. You have to understand the the objective is to demolition take a, take a, a demolition ball to Ukraine so that they can get all sorts of funding for their military and their infrastructure and rebuild it as this New money utopia, laundering utopian utopia country. That and and that in that they are winning. Yeah doing that quite That's well. That's true. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show. We got somewhere we got to go. I know Michelle's got some last minute, not last minute, some announcements for you guys. We're going to have an event here with coach Dave. I know Michelle, you want to bring that up. Yeah. Um, we were going to do a second half of our show tonight, but maybe I, tomorrow can we do it live from a cell phone. Let's do it like tomorrow. Okay. But I was just thinking that the cell phone videos reach more people. Well, maybe, but how are you going to play the clip for of him? Do we have to play the clip? Yeah, you want to okay. hear Trump talk about right, it. Fine. Right? So Trump is talking about, like, he's came Everything out with we've a... been afraid of. Well, no. I wouldn't say everything we've been afraid of. Trump came out with a- Grand plan. five, five bold things for our National Vision for America. Federal land to build new cities, flying cars- revitalize rural industries launch a baby boom with bonuses for young parents and the beautification campaign and get rid of ugly buildings now on the surface that actually kind of sounds good but here's the thing is he going to create uh new cities like these 15 minute cities what's up with the flying cars and it's actually called um quantum leap so it's he's got the whole Q quantum thing going on and we want to break this down for you guys in another episode maybe tomorrow night we'll see what's going on but we want to show you the good the bad and the ugly number one federal lands need to be opened up 85% of the west not used for anything but not for cities for homesteaders okay a baby boom with bonuses for young parents how about we just get rid of taxes and people and we encourage people and show people what it means to have a family okay they're getting that from Poland and Hungary by the way yeah, you got the beautification campaign. Unfortunately, we got these all these ugly ugly cities. I go on I we went to Houston. We drove through Houston. It's ugly. Mm-hmm. I am so tired of going the same highways and it's this whether I'm in Florida or Houston, it's all ugly. It's all all the buildings are ugly. And we couldn't... We from watched, the highways. From the highways, yeah. Well, here's the thing, but all the buildings are ugly. Here in Cincinnati, all the buildings are ugly. Here in suburban Cincinnati, it's all ugly. It's all disgustingly, disastrously ugly. Jeff on Rumble says, it sounds like the Jetsons. Yeah.
10: yeah Jetsons. All right, so, so we we're going to break that down. So I get...
3: But how do you get rid of ugly buildings? And how do you... I don't know. That's a good question. The power of God, maybe some hail. I don't know. All right, so as a reminder for everybody that's watching live right now... This is the second half of a two-part show that we do every Friday. The first part is on Brideon.tv. But afterwards, I always take them and I combine them. And you'll note that on Rumble, it's called The full Show. Everywhere else where we upload it is shooting and, and Frank Speech and so on and so forth. It's just the show, right? But you need to understand, you missed, if you're just watching live afterwards, you missed the whole first half, which was super awesome. So you have to go back and watch it. Speaking of going back and watching things, we did our second episode of Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays with Joy and Matt Thayer of Sparrow Pictures. It's the most exciting thing I look forward to every week. Uh, this series is on fire. You are going to want... So Patriot Gallery has broken them down in, on Rumble in two different sections this past week, so you don't have to watch it in its entirety. It was two hours and 22 minutes long. The first one, I think, was close to three hours long. But the reason being is this is a very deep well of... Topics that we're going to dig into, so it it's going to take a while. It's like undoing it's- a certain mindset and then bringing this kingdom mindset that you are a king and a priest, and how do we operate in that to take down the deep state? It's Boom. huge. This is this is the biggest thing, and I, I don't I'm not joking when I say this. The Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays is happening and going to be the greatest and and most important and significant thing that Resistance Chicks will have ever done. Okay, yeah. that's how big this is. So buckle up because these past two episodes are a drop in the water to what we're gonna get into. It's gonna get really, really intense. Not deep. It's not. We're not gonna get any deeper that you can't understand. We're gonna break this down so that everybody who's never even heard of the end times or the apocalypse is still gonna be able to grasp it. But you are going to be immersed in this, and I just I want you guys to get really excited about it and be sharing these episodes with your friends and your family and your. Um, Family at church, your church family, I think it'll be good for them too. So speaking of upcoming events, though, this coming March 24th and 25th, it's the day after Patriot Gallery's birthday. I'm trying to find the flyer here. I think it, oh, there it is. We're going to be with Coach Dave, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Attorney Tom Renz and Doctor Carrie Maday. The first day, you're going to go to the Creation Museum or the Ark Encounter, which I think is a life-changing it's just event. Pretty much Creation Museum. Let's just museum. say the Creation Museum. Yeah, let's the Creation Museum. You're getting half-price tickets, so you want to co- contact Bobby Lee at the end of the number, of that number down there. If your podcast, just go to CoachDaveLive.com. Yeah. All the links are on ResistanceShicks.com to to get I think there. It's to thirty-nine go bucks, so it's really cheap, guys. Just just come on down. You're going to love it. It's going to be an times. immersive conference where you'll get to ask questions. From all of these people, you're going to actually get to spend time with them, which is unlike anything that you've ever seen in a conference. So that's why we're really excited about it. It's going to be in Milford, Ohio at House of Restoration. Cincinnati, suburb of Cincinnati. Suburb of Cincinnati. So get really, really excited about that event that's coming up. And then also, I would be very remiss if I did not tell you guys, coming up is the Old School Survival boot Bootcamp. Oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com. Use promo code RESISTANCE. Chicks. That's capital R, capital C, Resistance Chicks, and it will save you I think like $12 off of the yeah, Three pass. I guess the electric and water camping is all booked up, but there's still um, primitive camping. It's May 12th through the 14th. You're going to learn how to can, how to butcher, uh, life-saving survival skills. It's literally, there's like a 160 classes. You you can actually choose your classes before you go. We're teaching four classes. It's going to be awesome. It's it's like nothing you've ever done before. It is unlike anything you've ever done before. And you also will get to know people. You'll make connections. You will make friends. You'll You'll have, you'll find your people. Yeah. They, their t-shirts literally say, I found my people. So let me go ahead and jump over to mypillow.com because I want to see what kind of sales they have going. Cause I haven't checked them out in a while. But they've been pushing the My Pillow 2.0. Buy one get one free. Everywhere it's got like special cooling fabric. So check out that out. Help. Uh, so the Giza My sheets are buy one get one free. The My slippers are still only 49.98. I wear those every single stinking day. The My Pillow percal sheets are only 29.98 for the twin size. They've got the towels 49.99. You got stuff for your kids. Uh, these cool creation like Bible stories like Noah Ark on these pillows. So- yeah. I mean, they've got, the dog bed is incredible, by the way. We run a pet care business. The dogs love the the dog bed. There's so many things here on MyPillow.com. So go to MyPillow.com forward slash RC and use promo code RC. And finally, if you guys have any arthritis pains, you need to be trying Vicky Natale's uh, CBD oils internally and externally. They help Michelle's hip. Yes. They really do. Michelle actually hurt her ankle this week. Um, and I, I told her to take some, I think it's helping. Did you take some today? It did actually. Yes. I actually, we have some of the capsules that okay. I took the gel capsules. Okay. So that CBD oil. Seriously. You guys, you know, people with arthritis, just buy a bottle um use promo code resistance chips. No, no, use promo code RC. RC, promo code RC. I'm sorry. Promo but code. all of these links are in the description of the videos. You don't have yeah. to remember them. It's okay. Exactly. And then you she's got the, the, the facial stuff that we use every day that takes this toxins out of your system and then the- Helps with the crow's feet, right? Yeah, there. and We're a little actually... goes a long way. I think we've, I'm still, when did we start doing this? Oh, geez, I don't know. After the Moment of Truth Summit. So August? Okay, so- September, these little bottles—they've lasted forever. Yeah, have lot have lasted like five months for the two of us. For the two of us, like seriously, using it, it twice they a day seem expensive. Eyes. Yeah, but the stuff of the store is must be filled with filler fillers because this, the the oil I'm using the repair serum I we use just a, just a tiny bit you, like it's all these super oils which she prays over put it on my my forehead and then she's got this special repair cream. I don't I don't think we've had to like restock. For like five or six months. Yeah. So it's it's this is like if you buy things every once one or two two if you buy things like once a month or every two months, this will actually probably equal out your cheaper things. Or if you buy some of the more expensive stuff from department stores or so this and will you don't even actually know what you're putting in your body with those. And I've actually used like Olay or different things like that, and they don't go as far. No. And I feel so good. I know my body feels like it's sucking it's like in feeding food to your. I body. was like. And my body's happy. I know there's no chemicals in it. There's there's nothing in it. It's like, honestly, with a lot of these products, it's like putting East Palestine on your body. And with this, you're putting the Garden of Eden on your body. It's really good. We're actually going to have Vicky back on our show at the end of the month on March 30th at 5 p.m. So you can look forward to that. Really excited about having Vicki back on to talk about the new stuff that she has coming up. So organicbodyessentials.com, promo code RC. I think that that's all that I have for today. I can't push enough the Revelation Red Pill Academy. We That's, that's not Wednesdays. a moneymaker. It's, it's, just, like, it's either going to be to 7 or 7.30. It might shoot to 8 in the summer because we like to stay longer. out when the when the sun's shining. But for right now, it's 7, 7.30. So show up. We're this having a Wednesday. huge response this coming Wednesday. You guys want to know Matthew 24. Uh, We're going to break it down. Now, what does that mean? Because most people don't even know you say Matthew twenty four, it's a chapter in the Bible. It's Matthew about 24, the, it's the one book that everybody uses about the Great Tribulation. Like what what the Great Tribulation is gonna be like, they get it from that chapter, and we're gonna break so it down So Why do break it down a little bit for you? And it's we're actually gonna start in twenty three, we're gonna get into the little uh twenty five, and we're gonna, gonna have Corey Gray back, down now. Serge DeRosa, Jason Heidinger. So we're gonna do the round table again and break down these scriptures so you can look forward to that. Let's plan on seven thirty. Do you wanna plan on seven thirty so I can go ahead and the tell Once them? was a generation. Here comes. to turn their back on God there once was a generation that says God we got it we don't want the covenant anymore we're going to have to get a divorce so then God brought out all the curses of the Old Testament Leviticus and Deuteronomy don't you know when you turn your back on me I'm going to have to bring destruction to your city that was epic that was Boom. phenomenal I know I, that was so that was impromptu. So do you guys know there's a part in the Bible that says, if you don't do this and you don't follow me, I will bring on you the curses of Egypt in the book of Revelation. i like the 10 plagues. If you don't follow me, I'm going to bring on you the curses of Egypt. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to tell you guys that you don't have to worry about having the curses of Egypt on you. Well, you know what though? I'm telling you, God is the same yesterday, today, forever. And we're going to get to more of this. But God is a vengeful God. And that's all I'm going to say. And he wants to bring you justice. Sir, Sir Thriving Mama Samantha says, Don't shortchange yourselves. God has massive plans for you, ladies, after the Kingdom episodes are over. This is just the start of something huge. She says, I cannot wait for old school survival boot camp. We have a countdown on the family calendar. Patriot Gallery says, Quantum is IBM, Hitler, humanitarianism, Chinese idols, ancient old religion, Red Cross, destroy Christianity and the Constitution, new constitution, new world order, reset. Quantum is very, very evil with the jab passports. There you go. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, Wicked Psych says, who makes all the items for sale? They should do a walk through the manufacturing facilities to promote anything sold these days. Well, you know, Mike, um, uh, Mike does. So, with my pillow, Mike Lindell, yeah. you can see how it's done here in America. And Vicky Natale, she does it in her kitchen. Well, and then Mike, and then Mike Adams, he is, obs- like, you don't even want to know. Mike Adams is so obsessed about what goes through his warehouse, it's ridiculous. Yep. I mean, that man is almost to a fault. I mean, he's he's super obsessed. Speaking of Mike Adams, though, you have to go back and watch the episode from earlier today because otherwise you will have missed... The his dog, Rody, And when we were down there, breaking open oh, the health ranger thing, it, it was just absolutely, assholes. yeah. The, the you <laughs> don't want to miss assholes. that. Patriot says commercial. Mom, I don't have that on here for tonight, but I will play it next week. I'll, I'll make that kind of a regular for the end of the show. All right, you guys, we love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And you know what? What I'm forgetting. Oh, one week from today. One week from tomorrow. I'm going to have a birthday. Leah's going to have a birthday. So literally one week from today, we will be celebrating it live on air as your birthday Eve. Wow. One week from today is your birthday Eve. You guys better all show up. That's all I want. That's all you got to show up. For is- all I want for my birthday is for you guys to show up, show at, up. The Red Will- at the Revelation Red Pill. That's right. So yeah. it's such a simple gift you can give to Leah sharing the episodes and coming this coming Wednesday. It's Leah's birthday week starting right now. Okay, guys, we'll see you. Sunday for our World News program, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we go all around the world for the latest news. We did a lot of world news today, but we're going to cover even more coming up on Sunday. You don't want to miss it. It's the biggest show that we do, but I think I'm going to have to substitute that, actually, for the Revelation Red Fill now. We're going to equal it out. They're both super jam-packed shows. All right, guys, we love you. God bless. When
7: I was called Fall home every day, so afraid But you call my name, turn my eyes
4: to
6: the lies No truth inside on the run from the sun